Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 202 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Friday of bets, also known as the day before the start of NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. That's right, my friends. We have an absolutely loaded show. Plenty of rabbit holes to dive into. Plenty of NFL nonsense to talk about. Before we do all of that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the TTL crew. Or maybe you're watching on one of our uh, social media platforms like Facebook or Twitter. Make sure you hit that like button, that follow button there too. So you never miss the, uh, or, or not not the miss the start, well maybe the start of our show there too. But also any additional social media content we might be dropping. Or if you're listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too. If you haven't already, as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so while you're tuning into today's show go ahead hit that like button too leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live hey maybe hit that share button too send it on over to your brothers sisters mothers fathers aunts uncles friends enemies neighbors people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the TTL pod, and we can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over down there to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, or you can just go there too, but you'll also find all of the TTL crew social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number two. Oh, two. Wow, I still can't believe we've already crossed the uh, double century mark here. 202 episodes. Boys and girls, time flies while you're having fun. Uh, one moment at a time. Don't uh, take anyone for granted. There's my wise words to kick off today. Um, can't wait to get into to, uh, today's show. We got uh, plenty of nonsense to get into. Me and my partner are kind of disagreeing in some spots. We're agreeing in some spots. 
We got all types of stuff to talk about. Spreads, totals, props. Oh my, it is that time. To bring in that aforementioned partner, though, I have uh, mentioned we, us, crew, and TTL crew far too many times without acknowledging his presence here on the show with me. So without further ado, my friends, it is time to bring in the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and around this time of the year, you must not ever forget, sitting back and watching the rest of the league scrap it out here in the wild card round, the number one seed. Green Bay Packer TTL resident cheesehead faithful himself, Mr. Riley, R-Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, you mentioned I am uh, pretty relaxed on this fine Friday as far as uh, my NFL fandom is concerned. Mm. Uh, but I'm feeling fantastic, my man. I have been, uh, ever since the, you know, the last 48 hours or so, I've been uh, gearing up for this episode, getting ready, or at least getting excited, I mean. Uh, been uh, you know preparing for the last, uh, since yesterday afternoon, for uh, some NFL talk here. Uh, because you mentioned it, we are uh, disagreeing in a few spots here. And uh uh, a few that I think uh, you know we're kind of on the same side of might just need to talk it out a little bit more. So I'm excited for that as well because that always typically works out for us. So I'm doing great over here, my man. How about you? Ah, uh, spectacular! You don't even have to ask. You know the answer to that question by this point in time. Uh, we got uh, yeah, plenty of stuff to talk about. We Friday, won't uh, we won't spoil everything, but it is a fantastic Friday to be alive. The rest is up to us, and uh, we're deciding to spread some positivity, some good vibe, and uh, hopefully give out some winners. Nah, not hopefully. That's all we do is give out winners. A uh, little bit different feel to uh, today's show. Uh, before we tell you all about it, we are a full transparency show, so we always recap the previous day's best bets. We never hide them. We never disguise them from you. We never put them away in some far locked off, far distant land. Now, we might say have the mind of goldfish sometimes when it is a bad night. Other nights, we might say, hey, keep keep it moving, keep it grooving, stick along with us. Let's keep cashing damn tickets. Now, last night was one of those nights where we got to say, let's keep cashing those doggone tickets. And oh my goodness, folks, does it feel so good to be back on the winning side? Oh, man, it, 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 you know, sometimes you're out there on the island by yourself, old loser's island, just trying to scrap your way back into the winning circle. 2-1 and one yesterday for your boy. If VMI would have played the first half that they did in the second half, we would have had a 3-0 and day, uh, but I digress. Uh, Butler, easy money, easy cash. That was uh, the obvious one. Uh, Middle Tennessee. They're going to be a wagon on their home hardwood and then uh, consistently still in that uh, double-digit underdog spot. Definitely back them if you see me playing them at all. And then we'll be able to go back to VMI at some point in time. But, uh, partner, Washington State minus seven. They were up early and then the trees came back and covered and won outright. But Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, over 129, easy money. Even uh, cashed through the two- or three-point tick-up I think we saw throughout the uh, day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any uh, immediate thoughts, immediate uh, blowback, if you will, for your two best bets of the day? Hey, I've got a bone to pick. I said yeah. it on Twitter. I hate yeah. to make excuses, which is what everyone says before they're made, about to make the biggest excuse you've heard of the entire day. Uh, but Washington State minus seven, man, I don't know that they would have covered the seven. Uh, but had I known that there was going to be a one-hour delay uh, up until the game actually tips off, um, I would not have made that pick, especially not laying the seven. I might have even taken the trees plus the seven or any dog for that matter of that, that caliber sure. or of that magnitude. Uh, with you getting a one uh, one hour delay, man, I don't know if you've ever uh, had any situations like that where you're geared up, ready oh. to rock for the oh, game, yeah. and then they say, actually, sit, you 
got to sit around here for another 20 minutes. Oh, we got to sit around for another 20 minutes, another 20 minutes. So again, I'm making some big fat excuses, but legitimately, if I had known that was going to be coming down the pipe, I would not have made that pick. So uh, again, maybe it wasn't going to be a winner either way, but that's uh, that's my soapbox for that one. And uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, easy money on the over. Uh, got a tiny bit sweaty at the end. Offenses started to slow down. It looked like a no sweat at all. And then it was, I think it ended up 136. So still pretty easy, but I'll take the one in one day on some funny business with the one loss. But props to you for the two in one day carrying us yesterday, my friend. Thank you, sir. It's good to be back in the winner's circle. Um, yeah, how you started that's kind of like saying, you know, he means well, but he's just <laughs> yeah. one of them one of them situations there. But hey, uh, one of them unknown situations, man, how the hell uh, could you have known that there was no. going to be a delay in COVID testing and results? Ah, what the hell? It is what it is. Things happen, but across the board, that does look like a three and two positive day to me. If you bet how we tell you to bet, uh, single units, half units, quarter units, be who you can afford to be. Boardbender parlay, the damn ah. Navy midship. Shipman. Maybe uh, the Colgate Raiders are back in action. Maybe they maybe, are uh, the team that we can start back in, or maybe the midshipmen just suck ass because uh, there's a whole lot of W's on that screen and uh, one Navy L that is uh, very critical to us having a hugely yeah. positive hey. day yesterday. But we still went positive because, yeah. hey, Moneyline Dice, 2-0 and oh Ooh, yesterday. Baby, what a week for the Dice. Wrapping up a 5-1 week now. The, they did not miss on a side. I, nope. Any spread, any money Just line, one they total. did not miss. They missed on a total. But I think from here on out, we track the money line dice because uh, they, they, they apparently it aligns something in the solar system I that allows so. them to just absolutely get hot. So just had my loose uh, loose tracking to my brain, and that was like, hey, that's not that's not legit. What are you expecting us to do over here? You're just tracking it in your mind, telling yeah, people sometimes yeah, exactly. here and there. I don't exactly, know. exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is five and one good? I'm not sure. Uh, I, who, who's who, to say? Who, who's to say? Who's to know? Well, there you go. There you have it. TTL Crew's best bets of the day from January the 13th, 2022. If I didn't say it today, if you haven't checked your calendar, it's January the 14th, 2022. For those of you just knocking the sleep out of your eyes out there, good morning, uh, San Diego. Welcome uh, into the show here today. That was just the first West Coast place I could think of. Uh, that uh, about does it for college basketball for the time being. Now, if you came here expecting the usual show, you ain't going to get it. We ain't talking no R-Mag's best bets, Colt's best bets, special play of the day. None of that nonsense. It's one of the final weekends, true weekends, of the NFL season. It's super wild card weekend, mm -hmm. for crying out loud. And you want us to spend time on a 10-game college basketball slate. Now, don't you worry. The mid-major king loves the slate. He's actually got seven picks locked and loaded, ready to go today, that I will be more than happy to talk about towards the end of the show. But for right now... We're going to stick with the NFL. In that second half of the show, we'll talk about uh, our mag sidebar. I'm interested to see what he's got here cooked up for uh, Friday. Uh, we got a couple of announcements. We'll uh, talk about a couple of Joe on campus, tomorrow's show, wise words, everything all in between, TTL announcements, the usual yada yada. We'll get into our uh, best bets of the day, any plays we want to dish yep. out to you guys. If you haven't found, uh, found them anywhere, we track them. By that time on the second half of the show, uh, kind of wrapping up our banter, everything there. And uh, that'll be the second half of the show. But did that a little bass backwards. Uh, because first half of the show, it's going to be absolutely loaded. NFL is all it is going to be. Super wild card weekend. Uh, we are going game by game, 
spread by spread, money line by money line, total by total, giving you our best bets, talking through it. Um, we know during this time of the year, everybody kind of wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to uh, to kind of get as much opinions and everything that they possibly can. So, hey, we figure we do the same thing for you guys. And the only way we know how, though, the TTL way, not right. some buttoned-up bullshit way. We're going to have some fun doing it here today. So, uh, without further ado, partner, there is not... Uh, not much major going on uh, on my side of the screen. I'm ready to rock and roll and get into it here so we can have some uh, fun on the second half of the show. Anything else from you, sir? No, sir. Just trying to skim right through, see if we got anything coming across the nest to chat about beforehand, but I do not believe so, so let's get right into it. I actually lied. I have one final thing. Okay. Um, actually, no, I don't. Uh, you're going to have to uh, stop by my blog to find <laughs> oh, out. Stop by my... What's uh, that, UFC or college basketball blog? College basketball. Stop okay. by my college basketball blog this afternoon to find okay. out what I was... Uh, yesterday's okay. trends is what I was going to be laying down. But hey, stop by the blog. I, okay. I, I put it in there for a reason. There you go. Okay. Uh, first things first, because it's the only way we know how to kick off a show. Mm. Please raise your mugs up high. To me. In the process. <laughs> to you over there, partner, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir, the guys on this gorgeous Friday of bets and more. Take your sip. I'll be right back. Mm. Friggin' smoked my elbow. Okie dokie. Time to get on with today's show. Uh, no kind of uh, segments. We're just going to go game by game. I got everything pulled up here. Actually, I did have everything pulled up here. My goofy ass uh, closed the wrong tab. So just give me one moment. No big deal. No we just got we just got to pull up a quick tab over here and just a little scores and matchups action. I might get a little uh, glitchy for a second while I'm pulling yeah. some shit well, up. Yeah. I, uh, I'm looking over here. We might have, in addition to all these uh, game breakdowns, we might have like full weekend, like extra additional, like who's going to throw the ma- most passing yards on the weekend type props oh yeah yeah i was uh i was definitely planning on getting into everything i had it written down here so without further ado let's get into super wild card weekend 2022 uh, 2021-22 whatever the hell they actually consider it in the nfl i don't know i'm not a schedule maker i am a handicapper and i got my eyes set on the first matchup kicking off tomorrow's slate 3.30 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Las Vegas Raiders go into Ohio to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals laying five and a half. Market consensus at home. Total opened up at 49. You can see it there in the ticker on your screen. Currently down to 48 and a half at market consensus once again. Set the stage for you. Uh, the Raiders 5-3 and three straight up. 4-4 four and four ATS on the road. Cincinnati 5-4 and four straight up. 4-5 and five ATS at home. As far as current splits going on in this game, my friends. Right now, the Las Vegas Raiders do appear to be the sharp side as the five and a half point underdog. 50% of bets, but 91% of actual money wagered on this spread is falling on the Raiders. And then uh, looks like the money line is a bit of a public side for the Bengals. 64% of bets, 69% of actual money wagered on the money line is falling on the Bengals. Minus 227. Partner, what say you? My man, this is one that I I think we're kind of we might end up on the same side as as uh, as each other on this one. Uh, this is one of two that I am I've been really torn on for a lot of different reasons. My man, um, 
one thing that's kept me away from the Raiders, because I would be interested in those points with the Raiders, but you and I mentioned yesterday to each other, one thing that's kind of keeping me away, they had that late Sunday night game going to overtime mm-hmm. in a do-or-die battle against the division rival, scrappy game. And now they're turning around on a short week to play the well-rested Cincinnati Bengals in a, uh, honestly, five and a half days of rest, if you ask me, because we got the early Saturday game here. So it's really five and a half days of rest. Um, so that's the biggest thing keeping me away from the Raiders. I don't know that that's going to matter in this one, because like I said, the Bengals are well-rested. Um, that's a lot of points, though. Five, five and a half. That is a lot of freaking points. Um you know, I'm not looking at the uh, last game too much. Uh, honestly, I am in a, in, a, in a different way as far as looking at the score. I, you and I keep talking. That's a box score score. It was 17 to 13, I think, in the fourth quarter or four-point game at some point in the fourth quarter. And then the last five, six minutes, the Bengals broke out and won at like 32 to 13 or something along those lines. Precisely. So I'm interested in the Raiders, man. Uh, you know, I... I don't like to look too much because I know a lot of people, they keep saying Bengals, 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 and they're like, oh, well, they are they haven't won a playoff game since 1990. They haven't, they're, oh, whatever, and won their last eight or something like that. That ain't Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow isn't going to have, Joe Burrow is going to be cool, calm, and collected. Cool Joe in this one, in my opinion. I think they win, partner. I do. Do you have any strong opinions on this spread, though? Because I don't. I'm torn on, and I'm I'm close to staying away from this spread right now, unless I hear something really convincing. Honestly, um, no, I think it's it's uh it's okay to play the Raiders plus five and a half. If that's where I lean, I lean anywhere. Um, this line was at six and a half. There's no other reason for this to be dropping down to uh two five and a half, and uh, we we might be just a little bit jaded. You got to kind of remember we're in college basketball mode, and uh, that line movement actually fucking matters in the NFL. It does not matter with a hot damn right now in college basketball, but it matters right now in NFL. So that's something you definitely need to take stock of. Um, definite sharp side in the Raiders. I, I think that's where I'm siding. In my mind, man, and we'll talk about it as we go on here, I feel like Every single dog is worth a sprinkle. Every single dog is yeah. worth putting a half unit on and sitting back and letting it ride and seeing what, what happens this weekend. Because I, re- I really think every single dog has value. This is the one that I feel the most, just because the Bengals have been so good to me all year long. Yeah. And I I hate to fade them in this spot, but I really want to get involved. So then let's uh, let's kind of look to the total because it sounds like we both we both think the Bengals gets the job done but there's no reason to lay uh, over 200 in a playoff game that's just no, whatever no, forget no. that I'm definitely leaning to taking the points with the Raiders plus five and a half but I do think the Bengals win and move on it might be something okay. bananas absolutely bananas okay. but I think this is gonna be a hell of a game yeah I absolutely do too uh 48 and a half is the total you see it down there right Right now, the under is the sharp side, getting 35% of bets, but 86% of the handle right now per market consensus. I could definitely see that happening. One big thing that everybody is talking about, and I I, I think so because every every single time that, that they have talked about it, it has come to fruition, is the fact that the, uh, the Bengals are playing the Raiders, who are a team that tends to get to the quarterback pretty solidly. Now, the Raiders don't blitz, but they generate a ridiculous amount of quarterback pressure. I don't know mm-hmm. how it's even possible. I don't even know how Asasha is in this spot right now. Hey, how's your family doing? It's spectacular over there in the Asasha household, I will say. Um, 
I I I think this one is going to be a slugfest. I think uh, I think this one might stay under. I honestly think this one might stay under. It might be a little chilly there in Cincinnati. What are we looking at as far as old Cincinnati, Ohio? It's got to be cold. It's got to oh. be cold. Saturday afternoon, probably the probably a little warmer than I don't know. What is it? What do you got? Oh, I got 30 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, about uh, 10, 15 mile an hour winds. We ain't got to okay, worry not about no bad. precipitation, none of that uh, snow or rain falling out of the sky. But uh, it's going to be a cold son of a bitch. And uh, the Las Vegas Raiders do play in a hole in the middle of the desert, yeah. which is the exact opposite climate in a dome. So, right. That's fair. So, as far as under. the under, I mean, kind of that last game, like I said, it was a. Like you was kind of said, a really scrappy, lower-scoring game until the last five, six minutes of the of the uh, of the game. I'm trying to pull that up so I can get my uh, numbers exactly correct. 16 to 13, uh, 11 minutes left, and then the Bengals scored with five minutes left to go up 22 to 13. So it really like that, Wait, that score whoa, is such whoa, a box box whoa, score. Yeah, yeah, Duke. Cincinnati had 288 total total yards. Vegas had 278 total yards. They only outpaced him by 10 yards. Burrow, okay, granted, Burrow had 159 yards. He didn't need to throw because they got it done, like Joe Mixon got it done for him. But yeah. but at the same time, like, fucking Derek Carr carved him up. I mean, I guess not carved him up, but 206, like, still took care of business. I think that it was literally in the fourth quarter. And, okay, here's Here's my hang-up, because that's what you're going to need. You're going to need Derek Carr to show up in the fourth quarter. Sure. That's what you're going to need for this to be a cover. And, okay, he showed up against the Chargers. That was do or die. Showed up against the Colts. Okay. Showed up against Denver. That defense has given a couple of quarterbacks some problems. Cleveland, eh, I guess their defense was still good in that spot. And not at all against Kansas City. So this four-game winning streak... I don't know if it comes to a screeching halt quick, fast, and in a hurry. Well, I mean, you got to realize that Derek Carr also has been in the league for eight years at this point, not almost nine years, somewhere in that yeah. in that ballpark, and he's never won a playoff game. So never let's, been in a playoff. Never game. been in a playoff game. So let's he let's got, also remember yeah. that as a key critical token oh. part of this. Um, Joe Burrow is also five and zero in key deciding factors games like this uh field yeah. yates tweeted out yesterday i think i think it was field yates like going um, back to college basically yeah going back to college the, yeah. the lsu game and then uh two games already in the nfl um this is joe burrow's season man and that's what that's, i wanted that's what i wanted to I lay this yeah i wanted to lay the six originally so it almost makes it almost makes me think that uh makes me think that i want to lay the lay the wood with cincinnati but when you're talking that much back and forth about a spread, it, there's no reason to get involved in that. And right. and I think that this is an underplay. I think the underplay is the right side. I think that the Raiders have some success getting to uh, Joe Burrow. That offensive line still has not shown a whole lot of fucking protection. Like, he's still sure. going down. We can be honest about that. But at the same time, I have no faith in Derek Carr to lead those boys to a freaking 35-32 victory, 23-20 maybe. That 23-20 game is like jumping off the screen at me, man. I mean, uh, against Indiana or uh, Indianapolis. Uh, Because then then you look at, I mean, Cincinnati. I mean, they played Baltimore. But for some reason, this version of the Bengals team is such a bad uh, matchup for the Baltimore Ravens. It just does not make any sense. I mean, they beat them by 20. But then also Cincinnati beat the Chiefs by three, dude. I mean, a little bit of a letdown spot last week against Cleveland, but everybody was ah. They pretty much got Jamar Chase his uh, his receiving total, so right. uh, he could look even better for Rookie of the Year because they pretty much based that shit on stats hmm. and then yeah. got him the fuck out of there. So, oh, man. It, 
I, yeah. I, am, I say I'm honestly, I say under. You say under. I'm honestly I say saying I want to look for some type of other angles on this because, and I, I think I agree with you as far as the under. I'm more willing to just this be the one for sure that I'm just going to watch mostly as a fan, and I might find some side angle or something like that as a prop okay. because so you just because I like what you're saying angle. as far as the under, but I could also see him like getting to the fourth quarter and just going back and forth, and they have to have you know successful drive to to hang with the other team, and mm-hmm. then it, next thing we know, we've got a 27-24 game, and it's a 51 point total. Ah, I'm out. I, I'm out on both of them right now. I'm out on both of them. Damn. Okay. Um. I'm all over the under, I think, man. I really think I am. Okay. Uh, so Raiders are 4-2 and two to the under last six. Uh, Bengals are 3-2 and two to the under last five. Uh-huh. Uh, Raiders 4-1 and one to the under last five after scoring 30 or more in previous game. 4-1 uh, four, four and one is the under in their last five following a straight-up win. Uh, under is 4-0 and in the Bengals' last four playoff games, 4-0 and their last four wildcard games, 8-1 and their last nine January games, 5-1 and their last six following a straight-up loss, 4-1 and their last five Saturday games. You're really speaking my language. Under is 3-1-1 last five meetings between these two teams. I think I like the under. Um, let's, I think, yeah. Listen to this. See if That's this solid. helps you. I mean, That's it's solid. not like he was lighting it up all the time, but Derek Carter throw two passes, or excuse me, not two passes, two touchdown two passes. passes. I, yeah, sign me up. Probably yeah. like <laughs> Two touchdown passes plus 106, plus money for just two touchdown passes for Derek Carr, man. That, he has been lighting it up, huh? That seems like a trap right there, and that kind of lends like me into under. maybe it is the under. I, like that I don't under. know. And that under's know. not getting juice right now. That under's at minus 108 right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, so uh, I'm interested. I, okay. I can't I can't tell you I'm not. I can't tell you I'm not. Uh, let's look at a couple of props here. Uh, we'll quickly just glance through. Yeah. Uh, you just spoke about Derek Carr. Any passing things? Uh, Joe Burrow, 262 and a half. Um, Derek Carr, 249 and a half. Both these guys in the last matchup went way the fuck under. I just told you yeah. guys about it two seconds ago. Um, Derek Carr had 206 pass yards. Joe Burrow had 129 pass yards, not 159, 129. I apologize. They had 159 rushing yards. I was looking at it bass backwards. So maybe a couple of fucking unders there. I'll fucking toss those on the card just in case. Just, uh, I'm just going to build a bunch of shit. I'm going to have it on the uh, bed slip and we'll kind of recap everything at the end. Um, as far as most pass, he's, he's getting fucking plus money. As far as most passing yards, you might consider both of these as a potential play, but with the way you're talking, the way it went last week, and the way these odds are set, Joe Burrow's like fifth on the entire weekend for most passing yards on the weekend. That seems a little concerning to me. Like, does it? Oh, plus 750? Joe Burrow's a good play. I don't think so. Derek Carr, plus 1,600. He's... Ninth out of twelve quarterbacks here. Uh, I think wow. I think we might be onto some with the under and these under passing yards, my man. I would say under passing yards and Burrow and Carr pretty doggone safe. I mean, you got to pay uh, pay a dime and a couple of pennies to get involved. Minus one fourteen right now, but I think I can eat the juice to. to I do like it, it man. I'm liking those unders. I am too. Uh, car interception, yes or no? Oof. Uh, before I tell what, you what's the, the numbers odds, here? Uh, yes is well, either way. Yes is minus one thirty two. No uh. plus a hundred. And then Joe Burrow interception. Yes plus one hundred two. No minus one thirty six. He has not thrown an interception, but twenty six touchdowns with that five and zero straight up number in these deciding games. Okay, it's Joe then, Burrow uh, season, Papa. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> man. 
I, but I, I also think I it's going to be. It's I'm gonna staying be away from ridiculous. those interceptions. I think I'm yeah. staying away from those interceptions. If I could get uh, Derek Carr anywhere closer to you know minus one ten, maybe, but so, minus one fifty five over here on DraftKings. You said minus one thirty two on Fanduel. Uh, yes. for a Derek Carr interception. Okay, yes, minus one thirty two. So that okay. might have a little bit of value there. Um, any receiving props? Uh, just a quick glance through. Doesn't look like there's a whole shit ton of value. Um, Tyler Boyd had 49 yards last night. Uh, last time out, eight targets, 49 yards, or eight targets, six catches, 49 yards. He's at 40 and a half. Um, so I think yeesh, these are damn. Mark Chase at 70 and a half. Doesn't out. that say too good to be true? Six targets, three receptions, 32 yards, and a touchdown. The last matchup for Jamar Chase. So potentially an underplay there, my friends. Um, Outside of that, the third leading receiver in the uh, last matchup against these Las Vegas Raiders, Samjay Pirine. Three targets, three catches, 18 yards. Shit you're not going to find anybody else talking about, I'll tell you that. And for anybody uh, not tuning out in right now is losing their mind, uh, let's take just a quick look at uh, Vegas as well. Maybe there's something here. Waller Waller the baller um, does not look like he – damn, he might not be in because they do not have – I've got him on DraftKings at 60.5 over here. 60.5, okay. Yeah, receiving yards. Oh, maybe they have him lower. Oh, yeah, yeah, 59.5 here. Okay, Okay, very interesting. First matchup. Nice game first first time matchup. First yeah. matchup. Eight targets, seven catches, 116 yards. Mm. Uh, so down to 59 and a half. That's something to think about there. Hunter Renfro, he's at 55 and a half. The first matchup, he was perfect. Four targets, four catches, but only 30 yards. Josh Jacobs led them third with 24 receiving yards. Jacobs only had 37 rushing yards himself. Joe Mixon went off, I told you that, 123 yeah. yards personally, two tutties. So. If Mixon's able to do that again, they can definitely win this game. But Mixon okay. at seventy six and a half, I don't know. That might be worth something. The one, the one fatal downfall has been the Raiders' uh, rushing defense. I mean, they're nineteenth yeah. in the league, uh, one hundred fourteen point three allowed. They they've gotten gashed the last few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh no, it only shows there. They did against uh, the Colts, but that's kinda to be expected, and also against Kansas City. Um, and Washington, but other than that, they've kind of had a plus margin recently. However, I think the Bengals can definitely take care of it once again. So, as far as rushing props go, maybe Joe Mixon. That's seventy-four and a half. That's really interesting. I feel like he could show up pl- uh, playoff Joey. Maybe. Hey, what do you think about that playoff hey, Joey? Hey. I like that man. I was trying to look over and see what the Raiders did in the rushing game. Uh, didn't have anyone with ten carries, so I don't know. That might be mm. pretty similar there. Nine carries, thirty-seven for Josh Jacobs. I don't know if he finished that game or not. I can't remember, but uh, I can't remember either. I, but uh, maybe Joe Mixon though. Much. I don't know. Mm, yeah, uh, nothing there that I would. Joe Mixon's plus money for eighty plus, so plus one fourteen. Maybe something to look at there. Um, nothing defensive wise that I can really just lose my mind over. I would say, um, kicker props, actually freaking Daniel Carlson kicks a shitload of field goals. They have his, excuse me, uh, Daniel Carlson total kicking points over under set at six and a half. So he basically has to get two field goals and an extra point Yep. plus money plus one Oh two for over six and a half. And that motherfucker, I feel like, kicks a shitload of field goals for the Raiders. I, I also, feel like every every time I turn on a Raiders game, I see Carlson's goofy head bouncing across the screen. Also, plus money on DraftKings, plus 100, uh, minus 135 for the under. Oh, boy. Evan, Mc, Evan McPherson is uh, straight Maybe. up minus 114, minus 114. So 
for six and a half? Yeah, for six and a oh, half. Oh wow, they got like they have like the opposite minus thir- one thirty five for over for him and plus a hundred for the under on him. I can buy into that one too. But I I, buy I, I, as far as Daniel Carlson, maybe they come in thinking they they can't kick field goals to hang with the Bengals. Maybe they think they gotta you know push the envelope, go for it on fourth down. Quite possibly. Quite possibly, but I just feel like regardless, they've had they've had opportunities to do that too. And again, I repeat, I feel like every time I turn on a yeah. damn Raiders uh, game, uh, I see Carlson's head and helmet bobbing across the screen, getting ready yeah. to kick another one. So I don't know. Uh, there's that. And then last but not least, everybody likes an anytime touchdown score. Come on, what oh, yeah. the hell? Who'd we be if we wouldn't talk about this? Uh, anytime Tutter McButter scores. Now, you know me. I like to find a little extra value. I like to uh, yeah, look where nobody else is looking. Um right. First instinct, CJ Uzama, plus 220. I like that a lot. That would be my long shot. Um, I feel like he's going to be the guy that uh, that Raiders defense is not looking at. And if I'm not mistaken, not the best against tight ends. Uh, no, never mind. He had nine yards last time. Um, but could be the guy that uh, that he does sneak yeah. in. However, however. Also, Jamar Chase, that would be my safest bet uh, out of all the receivers. He was the only one to score against the Raiders last time. Uh, Joe Mixon, minus 160. He leads the pack. Um, But I would say anybody gets lost in the sauce, it's going to be C.J. Uzama. Uh, And then as far as scoring-wise... What do you think about... uh, So he wasn't a huge factor last week. He was in there a little bit. Um, Waller is plus 180. We were talking, he had a nice game last time around. Depending on if you can figure out how active he's going to be, I that think seems he's going to be good. Pretty, that seems I, I too think good. so, too. That's kind plus, of what I'm thinking, Plus too. 190 over here. That yeah. seems too good to be true. I think so. I would stay away from Wall of the Baller. They're not they, in a standalone fucking Saturday game of the two wild card I games. So. I don't think I they're going to so. offer like that. So, but Uzama, Uzama hasn't scored for I don't know how doggone yeah. long, and I think he could sneak in out of the Raiders, though, my friends. Um, Moro, what what the hell is his first name? Um, da, 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 Foster, da, Foster Moro. He was the only receiver to score a tutty. Uh, for the Raiders oh, last time out. And Derek Carr was the only one to... Uh, no, they didn't score any rushing touchdowns. They only scored one touchdown? Yeah, they had a touchdown and two it field goals, 30, I think. 32-13. Holy shit, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, okay. Foster Moreau okay. was the guy in that Chargers game last week who was about this close to getting first touchdown. That's who. Uh, that's their other tight end, I do believe. Foster Moreau was at plus 460. Hey, so... how about a plus 3,000 first touchdown sprinkle? Possibly there. I do. That plus 460 gives me enough value in and of yeah. itself. Holy That's fair, shit. too. That's fair. I like that Foster Moreau to find the old end zone. Maybe the old Bengals uh, lose track of him down there sometime, too. I don't know. That's that's not a bad little look there, you know? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, anything else you got out of the uh, anytime TD score, Marcus partner? No, sir. Doesn't Jamar Chase seems a little too good to be true as well. What are you seeing on your end as far as odds? I got plus 100 on this side. Uh, minus one hundred five. So okay. usually right around that ballpark. Like that's it is when usually right around there, huh? That's that's when he scores. Like he he usually kind of breaks the trend of that. So I could see him getting in. Uh, but that Foster Moreau. If I actually yeah, scratch CJ Uzama. If I'm if I'm taking a long shot, it's Foster Moreau. He he sneaks in somehow. I don't um, think that's bad it, at all. Yeah. No, and then I think uh, Jamar Chase quite potentially. So. There you go. There you have it. Uh, All of the markets for the Las Vegas Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals, my friends. Um, Outside of that, partner, anything else uh, you got on this one that I am leaving out? I don't think so, man. I I might be locking in both unders for passing yards right now, if I'm being honest. And then uh, I think I like Joe Mixon over on the rushing yards. 
All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Um, everything that I had in the old uh, bet slip, I will tell you guys now. Uh, main one, under 48 and a half. I, I think that's what I'm going to be mainly playing here. And then probably half units on both Burrow and Carr under on their passing totals. Burrow's at 262 and a half and Carr's at 249 and a half. Mixon over on his rushing total, uh, 74 and a half. Might be interested in getting involved on the uh, alternate line, 80 plus, a uh, little mm. plus 114 mm. there. And then uh, Foster Moreau and Jamar Chase, both anytime touchdown scorers. So there you go. There you have it. The first round of uh, potential plays. Uh, also, uh, maybe Daniel Carlson to the uh, over six and a half um, kicking points. Who knows? Maybe we'll see something go on there. There you go. There you have it. Everything from the Bengals and the Raiders. All right, keeping it moving, keeping it grooving, right on along. The second Saturday game of the slate, 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, going to the matchup between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. The New England Patriots go to play at the Bills Mafia hometown. They're stomping ground right there in Buffalo. Uh, the Bills are laying four. Uh, market consensus uh, at home. Uh, total opened up 43.5. It is now at 44, as you can see it there uh, in the ticker. I do believe that my partner has a play on this one. Uh, I will let him have the floor and uh, share with you guys. He's, this is his favorite play of the weekend. He locked this in three days ago, for crying out loud. No, it was yesterday, but I do like this one a lot, my friends. Uh, I'm laying the points with the Bills at home, my man. Our, uh, it sounds like uh, either you're opposing me or maybe you're not all the way in the boat on that side quite yet. But No, uh, I'm 100% in the boat. I just haven't made a play on okay. it. Okay, I'm laying with the point. Uh, I'm laying the points with the Bills here, my friends. Uh, I'm hearing this uh, goofy ass narrative that Josh Allen is bad in the cold, um, and I'm here to debunk that rumor uh, because I think someone's feeding you some bullshit narratives. Uh, sub 40 degree temperatures. The man is 11 and three in his career, four and one this year. The one loss was the 40 to 50 to, uh, uh, mile an hour wind. Uh, that happened in that first time around. This one is going to be cold, but it is going to be a pretty typical uh, windy type day there in Buffalo. Uh, pretty uh, pretty nice cold. Uh, not so windy, if you ask me. 10 to 15 is pretty typical for Buffalo up there. Um, I see his uh, like completion percentage in these sub-32 ga- um, sub degree games is right around 50 degrees. He's got five of those games, three and two record, two and oh this year. The other three games were the first two uh, seasons of his career where he was nowhere near the MVP caliber quarterback that we know today. So, um, and uh, in those seasons, his uh, completion percentage was under 60. So it wasn't un- uh, unlike himself to be uh, down in those completion ranges. And I keep hearing something, partner, as far as, <laughs> as, far as uh, the circulation that he. Uh, yeah, issues that he has, and Mr. Bart Scott uh, advised him to use a nice little uh, enhancement pill that we uh, know as Viagra. Uh, I don't think he's going to be doing that, but uh, I do believe if uh, you've got circulation issues, it's probably going to be tough to run. Uh, week 17, about 20 to 25 degrees, had 81 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So I'm throwing bullshit on all of this cold weather rumors, my friends. I've got other shit that I like, but I like the Bills minus four in this one, partner. I don't really care about the cold weather rumors or anything of that at all. Uh, this is just going to be a back and forth slugfest, and it ain't going to end by more than a field goal. I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, it's why it's dropping a lot uh, across the market down to uh, 
Down to four. Uh, wouldn't Gold be surprised up to, to four and a half. Hey, that's seen cool today. too. That's cool too. No big deal. I let you have your uh, your floor with your shit. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, debunking anything here. I got nothing to say about the weather. I really don't care about that okay. at all. Um, Josh Allen one and three ATS uh, in the uh, in the postseason here. Uh, in wildcard rounds, and I just don't think that he is going to show up. I think him and Sean McDermott did just about everything they possibly could in the rematch against the Patriots. They wanted to win the damn division as bad as anybody. They got their teeth kicked in. They look stupid at home. The only perfect karma thing to do was to go into New England and absolutely kick their ass. Obviously, we all saw that coming a mile away. It's already happened. They're not doing it twice in a row. They don't have anything to avenge here. They don't have that same fire, that same, oh, we're the underdogs. Everybody hate us. Nobody likes us. They're the favorites at home. We saw what happened time and time again as them as favorites at home this year. But, hey, that's no big deal. Whatever. This is a playoff, playoff, playoff football, my friends. And uh, one guy that I know who is very familiar with playoff football is Bill Belichick. And if he's going to have anything uh, figured out for the rubber match, uh, I'm going to have to side with the big boy over Sean McDermott in this one. So uh, you're giving me points with Belichick in the playoffs. I don't care about cold. I don't care about circulation, fucking Viagra, fucking... I don't give a fuck about any of it. This is Bill Belichick's season. The Buffalo Bills used up all of their vibes on the second game. This is the rubber match. Pats, I'm not saying they get it done. I've been talking about since preseason that Buffalo Bills... I keep flashing back to Stephon Diggs uh, standing at the edge of the Kansas City Chiefs field, Arrowhead Stadium, watching them celebrate that AFC Championship game. I keep flashing back to that. I know they want to get back to that level, but that's straight up winning. That ain't fucking covering spreads, and that ain't happening here today, Papa, or tomorrow night. So I ain't locked it in yet. I ain't I ain't crazy about it, but uh, or I am crazy about it. I just haven't locked it in yet. I say you side with the Pats and the points, my friends, but uh, partner says you uh, side with the Bills and uh, lay the old board, lay the wood uh, with the old Bills. We got a little, uh, we got a little comment action. Oh, good rule of thumb: don't bet against Belichick. You better mm. fucking believe it. Shout uh, out. You know what? I must Shout be crazy to the legendary Saban and Bill Belichick uh, getting underdog money and points uh, in the same week. I must be crazy, huh? Eh, well, hey, I think so. In the same week, I think so because that's college football in a standalone national title exact- game in <laughs> a exactly. completely different fucking, completely okay. different scenario. So it's okay. I I know you. I know you're gonna take this one to the grave. It, it, it's okay that you found a lot of stuff that you might not be on the right side. But it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Because right. there's one right? of us whose voice is quaking and trembling and worried about not getting it to the pay window, <laughs> and one of us that is pretty fucking excited in his play. Hmm. But hey, I'll let everybody out there be the judge of who that might be. But hey, either way, enough. Enough. I'm putting the fucking gloves down. Can you put the gloves down? Can we fucking talk about the total? I can't promise I'm putting the gloves on. So we can talk about other things. All right. Uh, as far as the total, it's at 44. Um, it opened up at 43 and a half. I don't, I don't know, man. I, everybody is, is talking, and, and kind of to reference what you're saying, everybody's talking about this cold. Everybody's saying this, that, and the other, and I don't think it means shit. No. I really don't, and I almost see this one flying over the total. I almost see this one going like, ooh, Jiminy. I don't know, maybe like. 54 55 I, I don't know what what do you think as far as uh, this total is it spot on or uh, it's starting to tick up in a couple spots too up to 44 and a half 
I think over. I think I think either mm-hmm. over because I think I mean personally, I think the Bills' offense is going to be just fine. It's kind of part of my my uh, reasoning over here. If it stays under, I think that would be, and I'm not saying this is going to happen uh, as much as I think the Bills are going to take care of this. If it stays under, I think that would be a Bills like 24 to 10 type action, and it's 34 total, and the Patriots' offense is that bad. That's not what I'm saying. I think that would be the only way it stays under because I think. I think both of these offenses can have some success. I'm kind of predicting a 30 to 20 type game in the Bills' favor as far as my side of things. Obviously, you disagree with me there, um, which I imagine you probably think it's probably in the, and obviously I'm just straight guessing here, you think it's in the 30 to 27 type range? Yeah, I'd say I'd say somewhere twenty four, twenty seven, eh, maybe even not, maybe yeah, like like a twenty four, twenty seven is kind of what I was seeing, yeah. maybe like a uh, like a thirty one, twenty eight. It just like Buffalo walks it off right at the very end, just like holy shit, the Bills are moving on. Oh, they missed it by a point, covering that son of a bitch or two points, whatever the case might be. But yeah, I just I just see some goofy nonsense happening, and all I can think of is this is just a what have you done for me lately league and everybody's looking back to <laughs> bills came out of nowhere and just absolutely screwed them fucking <laughs> same same you you're, you're going to give me a, 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 them as the favorites again after they just destroyed them come on easy money and i mm. just i don't fucking think so i don't think so it's the public side so far it's a, it's kind of back and forth but it is definitely the public side and that over is kind of kind of the public side 54% Sixty-seven percent of money, fifty-four uh, percent of bets on the over forty-four right now. So eh, maybe the public's out there thinking too. Yeah, that might be just a little bit too low. It might, uh, it might flow over here, but ah, I don't know. I don't know. Any I don't know. Final? I mean, DraftKings. If you haven't seen it, and it's it, it, this, the amount that you can do is really fucking stupid. But they have their hammer the over on that one. Oh yeah. Uh, that you can get involved in. I was limited to like twenty-five bucks though. So if you're smaller, better than go for it. It's free money, but. Aside from that, it's not going to pad your bankroll too much. So I, I'm going to stick right there. I'm not going to play this over. At least I don't think. I uh, I don't know. I'm interested now that I'm ta- now that we're talking through it. I am really interested in that over because yeah, the under's I too easy. The under is too damn. It easy. is too easy. Cause, and and I'm not even thinking in any capacity. I'm not thinking of that first game in Buffalo uh, mm-hmm. when it was 40 to 50 50 degree winds. It's not going to look anything like that. Um, I'm not saying it's going to look exactly like the last one, too. I would say it's more similar to that. I it's mean, a rubber one, match. It's the rubber match. It's a completely different game. Uh, it's the rubber match in the playoffs. It ain't going to look like either one of them. So it's going to be fucking bananas, and it's going to come down to a fucking field goal. Nah. It's going to be crazy. That Pat's defense is uh, limping into the playoffs. Hey, that's okay. I don't. I really, truly don't think they're limping into the playoffs. I... I there's just I do not see Devin Singletary going off or in any capacity against them no question whatsoever I'm not worried about that and that's the only thing that is as causing them any issues any problem any harm any foul and I think they sew up any issues they had there from the last matchup I really don't think that's going to be an issue whatsoever because I mean they're still for fuck's sakes they're still the number two pass defense in the doggone league Buffalo's number one obviously the only place they struggled all year was that rushing defense and if Buffalo doesn't have one thing on that team it is a rushing attack we all know that so it's kind of I'm interested in some Josh Allen rushing stuff honestly hmm Josh Allen rushing stuff let's take a gander well, let's do it in the same doggone order, though. But uh, passing props, same same way we did before. We'll just go right okay, down that's the uh, right down the list. 
Um, so passing props, Josh Allen, 243 and a half, and Mac Jones at 204 and a half. Last matchup, uh, Mac Jones had 139 passing yards. First matchup, 19 passing yards. Hmm. Uh, in the second matchup, or, or in uh, the yeah second matchup for Josh Allen, 314 passing yards. First, 131. Um, so eh, the 243, it seems too easy, man. Seems too easy. It does. That's why I'm saying it. That's, that's why I started looking at some of these things, and that's why I started siding more over with the with the with the Patriots. Because if he ain't shitting off, then then what the hell's go, how are they gonna do it? Because they ain't doing it with their legs. There ain't no way they're doing it with their legs. So that is a stay away from me. I don't know how that stays under, but somehow that stays under. Because um, there's no way I'm touching over 243 and a half when he just absolutely destroyed it the last time by doggone 80 points for crying out loud. But Mac Jones, the 204, worth maybe a little bit of a think of an under, potentially. Um, you think under? Yeah, potentially. Because um, I still think that they can get this done um, without them, without him, uh, no question about it. Damian Harris has just come out of fucking nowhere the last couple of weeks, and it just has been after he was uh, after he was hurt for a little while. He came out of nowhere, and when he's hot, he is hot. Teams cannot stop that, man. He is so damn good. Um, so, uh, I think under in that one, as much as I hate to say it under two Oh four and a half, but I'm just, I'm really not interested in getting involved in any other, either one of these to tell you the truth for the passing stuff. No, I, yeah. I just don't quite know what's going to happen. And like I said, and we'll talk about it in a second, unless you got something else, but I, I, I think Josh Allen does a lot of the, on the ground as opposed to the air. Yeah, I got uh, I got nothing as far as passing. As far as receiving, though, that could be pretty interesting. Um, got some obviously well, yeah. high level guys uh, in in the game that still uh, still have the opportunity to make some plays here. Uh, so last two meetings, let's take a gander here real quick. Um, as far as some Buffalo receivers, uh, everybody's favorite, Stephon Diggs at sixty eight and a half. Last matchup. Uh, 13 targets, 7 catches, 85 receiving yards, so that seems a little bit too easy, but who am I? Uh, I just feel like everybody and their dogs are going to be smashing over 68.5. I would. The old prop playing Colton would right now. No chance in hell. Uh, Cole Beasley, uh, he did not play in the last matchup. Uh, what about the one prior? He did one catch on three targets for 11 yards. Uh, 33 and a half he is at right now. Not really much of uh, anything in my mind. Emmanuel no. Sanders, I think he does not have any odds. Uh, Gabriel Davis yeah, would be the only one that I would be interested in. He didn't play in the last game. Had two catches on four targets for 30 yards in the first matchup. 27 and a half is where he's at. Yeah. That would be the only where where my eyes would kind of snap. No, no, as a value. And I just don't know England, New England's receivers. I just don't. I don't know who the hell shows up. If anybody. yeah, exactly. Like who I are mean, they? Who they? Who do they think they have an edge on in, in any given matchup? It's tough to call before uh, pregame. It's so bizarre because in the second matchup, like I mean, obviously we all know the the Patriots uh, game plan in the first matchup. Like only yeah. uh, two two guys caught passes, two passes, <laughs> both catches in the first meeting, and then uh, six guys caught passes in the second. So it, it's going to be so hard to tell what's going on there. So I, yeah, again, no uh, no value as far as receiving props there is. Rushing props, I know you're foaming at the mouth, partner. Forty five and a half for Josh Allen. What say you? 
I'm going over on that, man. Man, I I think the running lanes are going to be open. I think he's going to be running for it. I think he gets ta- uh, taken care of that easy. I didn't come pre-show to this uh, having that in my mind, so that was a you know on the spot thought there. So I'm going to see if I can find uh, you know exactly what he's been doing on the ground. But I think that's more than reasonable. I don't think that's too good to be true. I think that's more than reasonable. <laughs> okay, uh, 45 and a half. Last meeting he did 64. Take your biases out of this for a moment. First meeting, 39. So how do you envision it going? And it's right in the middle at 45 and a half. He didn't take care of it easy money in the matchup where he probably should have in the last one. So what do you think he gets? I think he can get, I mean, he had last three weeks, and I'm not saying it's apples and oranges, but it's 60, 81, and 63 I think it gets to that 60 mark, especially with his passing yards as low as it is and with what I think they're going to do offensively. I think he gets to at least 60. Plus 220 odds for 60-plus rushing yards. So uh, side mags up over there. He's a betting man. He's ready to rock and roll uh, 70 yards. If he burns it like he's really feeling it, plus 370 odds. So, hey, sign him up. His nose is starting to crinkle. He knows <laughs> that ain't great. But, hey, that's Oh, no. Right. Oh, oh I'm looking. No, I'm getting interested in uh, no. some extra, extra stuff here. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic, uh, fantastic stuff right there. Hey, do what you got to do. I, I think you're homering out just a little bit too hard on Josh Allen. I know you love him. I know ah. he's one of your favorite QBs in the league right now. I don't I think I've bet on him twice Talking about him since the beginning of the preseason. How you've been wanting to do this in the offseason. The Bills have been your doggone team since the preseason. Well, you've been talking. You've been talking about them making it to. They've been. They have been your doggone AFC champion since fucking win. Uh Forever, I, I forever, <laughs> forever. But, I don't ooh, think I've bet ooh. on him more than once this year. Allen does in any run capacity. in big games. Allen does run in big games. So I maybe he's a solid spot too. there. So, hey, books are giving away free money per Riley Magnuson. Josh Allen's 60-plus yards plus 220 and hammer in the 70-plus yards at plus 370. Okay, it's on there. It's on there. Whatever you want. Uh, hey, man, let's rock and roll. I'm with it. All right, uh, next up, any kicker props? Tyler Bass usually kicks a shitload of field goals, but uh, 7.5 is a little bit too many points for me to get involved mm-hmm. at. Nick Folk, 6.5. The over 6.5 is at plus 106. Eh, I don't really got any interest there either. No, um, I, I was going to say maybe a tiny sprinkle on both if you get them both at plus money because I see them over here plus money both. If one of them goes over, you make a little money, but I don't nah. think that's – I don't think so. Nah, I'm good on all of that nonsense. Um, last but not least, anytime Tutty scores, let's take a gander. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, leading scorer right now is Devin Singletary at plus 105. I have a hard time buying that. Uh, Damian Harris plus 115. Uh, next one up. I, I love the odds on that, man. Like I said, he has been just absolutely out of nowhere. Uh, and the only reason why I know that is because one of our good buddies, shout out Scoot, is a Damian Harris owner in multiple leagues. He sure. said for the last three weeks, why the fuck is this guy just all of a sudden now going off that we're in the playoffs? I've been hearing in my right ear for the last three weeks. So, yes, I know that Damian Harris has all of a sudden just been shitting off. Also, Ramondre Steven at the plus, uh, Stevenson at the plus 120. That's worth a gander to me as you see well. It. He's got plus 120 over there. I see plus yeah. 250 over here on DraftKings. Really? Ramondre uh, Stevenson? Yeah, plus 120 over here on FanDuel. Probably because uh, he was still kind of questionable a little bit uh, at the beginning of the week, okay. but now he's right. uh, he's definitely not. So, 
something Maybe to do some uh, research there. Yeah, I don't know. Do a little bit of research. Um, Josh Allen, if he's going to go off like you think he's going to go off, he might as well get an anytime touchdown score too, right? Absolutely. Uh, plus 170 in uh, in there. Has he? Did he score in either one of the games uh, in the last two? Last two meetings. It's a great question. Let's take a gander here. Josh Allen, no touchdown last matchup. The first matchup, I wouldn't venture to say because I only scored 10 points. So I don't believe so. He's got no. six on the year, though. No, Gabriel Davis did that. Okay, so a little something to think about. Those plus 170s, I don't, I don't like at all. I like it for a quarterback. Plus 170s or plus 190s, regardless of who it is. I don't know if it's a damn quarterback. Plus 170 plus 190s, I just don't get involved in. I I got burned on them too many doggone times. So, hey, again, per mags, Josh Allen's having a hell of a day. Plus 170s, plenty of value. Um, Outside of that, maybe Hunter Henry, but that would probably be about the only other thing that I would look at um, as far as that. And then maybe Gabriel Davis. He scored scored in the first meeting, so he's at uh, plus 270. And maybe he goes under the radar. I don't know. I'm not really interested. I think this game is just going to be nonsense, and I think I'm honestly just going to get involved in the plus four because I think all of this other shit is going to be nonsense. That's fair. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to hate on you. That. I, think the bo- I, I think the books are going to collect on this game in one way or another, and I don't. I don't know. That's I, fair. I don't know. I, I think some book has some type of mole within the media that has been spreading this. It got Bart Scott to talk about Viagra, talking about Viagra to, to get your uh, circulation flowing. I think, I, I, think, I think Bart Scott has just been fucking microdosing the mushrooms <laughs> a little bit too much. Like, that's there's no fucking uh, sports book. Or microdosing book. Viagra, there's, who knows? There's no fucking sports book conspiracy theory. The dude's fucking hit his head too many times. I'm not fucking, talking about that. I'm just C- talking about... The CTE is starting to take over for my friend. I don't know what is going on over there, dude. That, that, that was a little bit of... Uh, uh, a bit of a rabbit hole there, my friend. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit! Goodness gracious! I mean, how do how I do, do you walk, that. How do you walk even... out of that if you're Diana Rossini? I mean, I do... and uh, <laughs> was, it was it was Graziano that was the host, right? And he was just like, "Dude, let's let's just move on." And they just kept laughing. Oh my gosh, they kept laughing and laughing and laughing. Oh my gosh, uh, that was I don't just know, straight man. gold. I don't know, man. There you go. There you have it. Uh, anything else from you, Patriots at Bills? No, sir. Uh, Bills by four, five. Okay. Plus, that's perfect. We can <laughs> we can push it out. That's fine too. You know what the fuck I mean? <laughs> I, can, I guess so. Whatever. He plays to push. I play to win. Oh, uh, shit, Patriots whatever. keep it within at you least a mean. field goal per me. The man can't even get his thoughts straight. He knows he's fucking fucked up before it's even started. Moving right along, my friends. Next matchup on tap. We go to. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the first game on the Sunday slate. This is a 12 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, kickoff. So a little bit of familiarity, if you will. Shout out to our guy, Newbie Talks. Boots on the ground there in Tampa Bay. Um, Partner, this is the one I'm most interested on the doggone dog. Like, yeah, very, very rightly. Let's no put no bones about it. Josh Allen deserves every fucking thing about it. Now we're out of that game. I'll mm-hmm. be a realist here. I got to stick with my pick. But Josh Allen deserves every fucking bit of anything that's coming to him in that game. So quite possibly, potentially. And I I would definitely put the Eagles much higher in the dog spot in, in my rankings than I would the Patriots. So let's get that. You like the Eagles get, more. Okay. Yeah, let's get that clear. Okay. I, I The more that this rolls on, the more I am really, 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 really thinking that the Eagles keep this close. Now, 
the first thing that popped into my mind was uh, them running in the uh, back door a few times for us over the course of the last few seasons, wild card spots like this, just different spots. And I mean, they, they for some, I don't know who in the building, you talk about moles, somebody in the building is familiar with point spreads and they know the exact number they need to cover and they just get it done every single time, regardless of who the head coach is, who the quarterback is. The Eagles just get it done. It is what it is. Now, the Bucks. Sure, they're getting everybody back. They're getting playoff Lenny back. They're getting a bunch of uh, the old, the old uh, defensive guys back. They're great against the run. The one thing that the Eagles have been doing really well lately. Oh, that's the only way that they can win this game. I don't know. I think the Bucks are going to run all over them. And did you know the Eagles are top 10 in rushing defense this year? They've been damn good against it themselves. A lot of these guys that are coming back haven't played since week 14, 15, 16, 17. A little bit of rust, and now you drop them right into playoff atmosphere football. I don't give a damn that it's in Tampa Bay. This place could get quiet real quick with a blocked punt, nonsense, goofy, eagle scoop and score. Holy shit, another punt. All of a sudden, Jalen Hurts runs the boys down the field, 50-yard scamper, and all of a sudden, the Eagles are up 14 to nothing, and you're sitting there with your eight-and-a-half Buccaneers ticket with your pants down, shaking in the fucking wind, going, what did I do? Oh, my gosh. And I just think that's the way it plays out. I think some nonsense happening. Um, per our guy Scott Webb, shout out uh, at Webby MLB. Ooh, I gotta, I gotta look that up. Uh, come on, this is weather, come on. weather stuff. Uh, yeah, this is weather stuff. Uh, at Scott Webb, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Of course, every time you need technology, dude. Like, yeah, I hate technology so much sometimes. <laughs> Uh, at Webby 20 MLB W E B B I E 20 MLB shout out our guy Scotty um, he is actually a Tampa Bay resident and uh, okay. he was talking about everybody everybody's talking about this rain and this bullshit and the blah 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 and it's going to be an under he said don't worry about all that nonsense the rain's going to be over three hours before kickoff and it ain't going to rain again the entire doggone yep. game so don't worry about that don't factor that into your play now 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. So he's going to be a little windy down there, but the old, maybe the old squeagles are bringing the wind with him. But ain't going to have to worry about none of that weather. Now, the one thing, we've talked about this plenty of times, is that wind is the one thing that fucks mm. with the passing attack. What would you say would be the key thing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would do to win this game? Depend on... QB1 Tom Brady to pass the absolute shit out of the ball and dominate where the Eagles have kind of struggled, and that's in the secondary. And actually, they're 11th in the league, so they really haven't struggled in the secondary. I could see Big Play Slay making a big play against Tom Brady in the playoffs. They got nothing They got nothing to lose. Tom Brady right. has everything to lose. The Buccaneers have everything to lose. They got turmoil. They got AB. They're throwing each other under the bus. Shit's been nonsense. You think Mr. Fertilizer gives a damn about anything going on? He's just going to play some football. He, he got the boys in in the fucking playoffs by fertilizing a little a little nonsense in the back room, and all of a sudden now he's staring at a wild card, possibly able to knock off Tom Brady, and then go after the throw to the other goat, number 12, this guy over here, guys, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. That eight and a half... Seems too good to be true. I, I, I'm really, I'm really interested in scooping up the eight and a half with the Eagles. What say you, my friend? So you and I, you and I have slightly differing opinions. We're not technically opposing. I do think 
you are not in a bad spot if you're interested in the plus eight and a half. I personally, you gave me, you and I had a a lengthy conversation yesterday about your opposition to my pick here. I'm going Eagles team total under 17 and a half. But I'm taking that because I I like this Tampa Bay rush defense against the Eagles rush offense. Uh, Tampa Bay top five rush uh, yards defensively and rushing first downs per game. Um, So I think that matters. But... But I am not disagreeing with you as the Eagles are number one. I know I'm not disagreeing with you number as far as the plus eight and a half. I think it's going to be a scrappy game. I'm interested in the under here and in the game total, regardless of the weather. Hundred percent, regardless of the weather. Uh, I could care less about that. I think this is going to be a game. We talked about it a second ago with the Raiders. I think this is a game partner um, that could finish like 21-17, and you cover your eight and a half easy, and we just have a low scrappy, low scoring scrappy game. One thing that I think that would uh, go over the total, by the way. It's at 45 and a half, 46. 21 17? 21. Oh, I thought you said 27 21. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You said 21 17. Okay. My bad. Uh, uh, one, one thing I was going to say, though, I think this is going to be a situation where the Eagles, I don't think they're going to settle for too many field goals unless it's a really low scoring, scrappy game, which lends into what I'm talking about, anyways. I don't think they're going to be settling for field goals. I think they're going to push the envelope and try to go for it in fourth and five scenarios on the opposite side of the field. But they're 25th in the league in fourth down percentage at 45% and worse on the road at 40%. And uh, this Tampa defense against fourth downs is ninth defensively in fourth down percentage and even better at home, 35%. So that's a one thing where I'm leaning where obviously if they convert those and they score touchdowns, then that's going to blow my total out of the water. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have some success shutting down those fourth downs, keeping them off the scoreboard, not saying they get a goose egg, but a lot of drives stalled at the 25-30 yard line, and that's where we see the low-scoring end from the Eagles. And uh, I like, like I said, I still think this Bucks offense could be kept down. That's why I think you're in, in a decent spot there with plus 8.5, but I don't see the Eagles scoring over 17.5 in this one. I still disagree with you, man, as much that's as I fair. hate to. I just I really think that this Buccaneers defense struggles a lot more than people are realizing. And uh, again, half of uh, damn near three quarters of their line have been out since freaking week 14 and now playoff atmosphere. Hey, boys, we need you to produce. We need you to absolutely crush, kill, destroy. We need that rushing defense to show up. It has to be 100 percent top notch. I I just don't know. I mean, the Eagles being number one in, in, in the rush the entire season. I mean, they they were sneaky, damn good. And if if fucking Sirianni was able to figure it out now, now, granted, some of these teams a little bit more. Later on, the Giants were pretty damn good against the doggone rush at some points in time during the year, and he was kind of able to figure out in spots there, was able to figure it out against the uh, the one that sticks out for me, the New Orleans Saints. That's the one that sticks out for me the most. That's the defense that gives the most doggone troubles and problems to the Buccaneers, and the Eagles were able to handle it with not apples to apples, as we always like to say, oh, yeah. but... Man, I, I just I don't think their offense struggles in any capacity. I think this one flies way over. I I I I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how it happened. So I I, I wasn't really even interested on either team total, okay. anything like that. Like not even really interested in the total either, because I think this just could be absolute bananas. Sure. It's either gonna be a banana shootout or it's gonna be a bananas back and forth defensive battle. Yeah. And I don't know which one to call it, but I do know that eight and a half is too many fucking points in a playoff game. And I absolutely love it um, with uh, eight and a half with the Eagles. So shout out Newbie Talks. Also, 
Before I kick it back to you, partner, shout out Jeremy Jones um, of the Twin Spires Edge, Twin Spires Sportsbook. Um, new follower on the old bird app there. Shout out my guy. I uh, was reading an article he did uh, this morning. There was one I wanted to read. There was something about this one. Oh, Lehehuaha. Another road team with positive trend is the Squeagles. They are 5-1 and one against the number of their last six playoff games. And da, 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 da. that's also, what does that say, though? The Vegas Raiders do not have a great history of playoff underdogs. They're facing a Bengals team. Oh, the Bengals 0-7-1 against the number in the playoffs since 1991. So there's That's uh, kind of what I was trying to mention too. in that one, but I, Joe Burrow okay. is what makes me think. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, either way. And then uh, just briefly go back. Uh, Josh Allen, 1-3 and three against the number in his playoff career. Um, that's another one that was there. Um, but th- I thought there was another one. There was something the Buccaneers fall into. Um, every, well, this one's really interesting. So home favorites of seven or fewer um, are just 14-28-1 against the number in the wildcard round since 3 um, the only games that do not apply to that are the Steelers and Chiefs and Eagles and Bucks. Uh, the dog has covered 15 out of 18 um, of those games in the last four seasons. So even better here as of recently since it has uh, gotten road teams. Uh, last eight year road teams are 22-11-1 against the number in uh, wildcard games. Home favorites. This is the one that really just threw me over the edge. Home favorites. Facing division opponents in the wild card round since 2003 are three nine and one against the number that would fall into the. Say that again for me. Home favorites facing division opponents in the wild card round are three nine and one against the number since 2003. And unfortunately, my friends, that would uh, fall into our mags. Both of his best bets of the entire weekend, unfortunately. And that's kind of what got me in the oh, boat. Uh, got me in the boat all the way in opposing him on both of them. Unfortunately, I am opposing mags on both of our best bets here that we're going on. But we'll get to that. Maybe we won't even talk about it because one of them is on Monday's game. Because one of them is on Monday's game. We'll say Monday. We'll say money. I can flip the script on you. Uh, Quarterbacks since 2002 making their first NFL start are 16, 33, and 1 against the spread. That would also include my two best. Making their first NFL start? Playoff start. Oh. Also fits into my best bets. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not here to have a pissing contest with trends. I'm just giving credit. Sounds like you were. I'm just giving credit to Jeremy Jones. I was going scrolling down. I'm not Mm, here to have a pissing contest on trends. Uh, it's literally going down the fucking line here. I mean, I'm sorry that they're not lining up well for what yeah. your picks are doing, and it hurts Seems your like boo-boos. But no, hey, I'm huh? just, I'm just fucking saying. I'm just reading I'm what, 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 what's, what's just going on. So I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, it, it just seems like somebody might be a little touchy. That uh, maybe I'm just reading information I'm finding and got to find a way to here. jab back as fast as he can. I don't. Gee, many Christmas, man. I was just reading, reading nice Jeremy's information. But hey, whatever, whatever, man. Um, outside of the Eagles plus eight and a half, outside of no idea with the dog on total, you got your eye on any prop markets, passing props. I really got no idea. Um, receiving props too. I really got no idea. Uh, anything, anything jumping off the screen for you, passing wise? Let's just kick it off there with Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts. Passing wise, uh, as far as those two guys individually. I don't have strong opinions. No, I two sixty eight and a half for Tom Brady, one ninety five and a half for Jalen Hurts. Um, 
I just I think that's pretty doggone spot on for the both of them, and I am not interested to get involved really at at all at that number. Um, Gronk How about might a, might have a day. So this might I back to the uh, passing real quick. Brady interception at plus one hundred. If you like the Eagles, question mark asking you wow plus 102 over here big play slay showing up out of nowhere quite possibly quite possibly i uh i might just have that on the old uh the old card there i don't know that's uh that's a little something to think about there he wasn't hmm. immortal as far as interceptions even when he had good nope. games no not at all not at all okay tom brady with an interception i like that plus the odds actually i'm gonna stick that on there uh, okay, let's look at some receiving props. Uh, Robin Cousy. Yeah, you mentioned Gronk. That would be the one, especially the way he's been playing without these with these guys. You know, uh, Godwin getting hurt to the <laughs> Antonio Brown shenanigans. Gronk's been the one, and it's tough yeah. to. So my issue, as far as judging it, is because last week he had a hell of a game, but it was it not only clear they they had him mic'd up. It was more than obvious that he, they were just trying to get him his damn uh, you know season incentives, right? So. I mean, it was working, so I think that right. probably lends into some momentum and having a nice day uh, to uh, Sunday morning as well. So that would be the one spot that I would uh, be interested for sure is Gronk. For sure. Uh, it's at 58.5 right now. Um, so 55.5 over here. Ooh. I think that's an important three. I mean, three yards sounds silly, but I, I don't know. That seems that might be pretty important three yards right there. It seems like it almost might go under on some goofy-ass okay. shit. Okay. I don't I, know. I'm, not, I'm not in love with it, but... Eesh. I don't know. I'm not really. If in not love him with... though, if no. not him though, who? If not him, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. So yeah, you almost have to say he's gonna go off for a couple of like 25 yard scampers, couple a uh, couple of nice little bombs over the middle. But outside of that, I don't. I don't mm. really know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh so then, um, any other receiving? I'm kind of trying to look any Eagles here. Devonte Smith, the 43 and a half. I mean, that could be spot on. This. He's been a tough one to judge, man. Yeah, that, that's honestly that's honestly spot the hell on. Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, both twenty seven and a half and fifteen and a half. I mean, absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's tough this to judge those because either if you're taking the under, it's like okay, the Eagles are running the ball and they're having success, or they're not going to be able to run the ball. They're gonna uh, the odd you know flip side if it, if those blast over, you know probably the game plan doesn't go to plan, but maybe you have those props. So I would stay stay away stay away from. Uh, Eagles reception props, right? This one is a stay away from props in general to me. I, I don't okay. have anything I can because I just kind of looked over to the props or on the rushing totals too, and it's just like, ah, like I said, it kind of leans into how I I said this game goes. It's either going to be an offensive shootout or a defensive battle, and I just don't know which way it goes. I mm -hmm. just think firmly that the Eagles are going to cover this number. I I just I don't see that not happening. I don't even know that I care to get involved in like the the anytime touchdown score markets. Do you you see anybody there that might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle? I... Again, Gronk, at, I see him at plus 100 over here. What does I'm not sure what his odds over there are. Again, that seems tiny, a tad bit too good to be true. But plus 125. Only... Plus 125 over here. And usually when it starts to get into Ooh, like the plus, plus 125, plus 135, like it's absolutely disgusting. Like yeah, Especially dude, I, for names. Names, yeah, any brand I, name guy. So, I don't yeah, like I don't that know. at all. Maybe Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. What's, what's plus, his uh, oh, over there? Plus 105. The, minus 105 over here. Yeah, that minus 105 to plus 105, I like a lot. That even even minus 110 to plus 110, I like a lot. Right in sure. that ballpark, I like that a sure. lot. Yeah, Gronk. Damn, Gronk might not get in. Um, jeepers. And then outside of that, Miles Sanders plus 160. Jalen Hurts plus the 230. 
I don't know. I I don't know. I just know the Eagles are going to cover this game. I just I, I feel it deep down in the bones that uh, one way or another, even if it's through the back door, they're going to cover this game. And the Sharps are buying in with me. 39% of bets, 83% of money. Maybe I can finally call my sharp, myself a Sharp. So uh, there you go. There you have it. Philadelphia Eagles plus 8.5 per me. Uh, nothing else in that matchup. I am uh, well, Tom Brady. little sprinkle on the uh, yes interception at plus odds, know, plus yeah. 102. So something... Maybe. To think about there. Partner, anything else uh, from you on that end? I don't think so. I think that's all I got for this one. All righty. Well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, let's see here. So we got three games on Sunday. That's the uh, Bucks and Eagles. We got two more here. Uh, we'll go a little bit quicker on these other two here now, Mags, uh, since you got to uh, be on the show here at uh, 12 our time, right? One o'clock our time, sir. One o'clock our time. Okay. Uh, just making sure, because our fine our fine friend said one p.m. and he generally talks in his time uh, when he talks or between communications. He told me so one uh, the tweet that or sure. our conversation. He said one okay. p.m. two p.m. his time. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure because he usually drops stuff on. So if you're okay, just want to make sure. All right. So we got plenty of fucking time. Never mind. Then we're good to go. All right. Next one up on tap. We're going to the San Francisco 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. And my friends, the Dallas Cowboys are three-point home favorite. I am very intrigued in this matchup. Uh, line for the total opened up at 49.5, up to 51. Oh, boy. Partner, let them have it. What do you think? My man, this is the other one, uh, along with the raiders Bengals that I am totally torn on so far. I I think I could be push-pulled in either direction on this one and be convinced either way right now, man. Um, Niners looks like a little bit of a public side, but not anywhere in the realm of where you need to be concerned i don't think uh i don't know man uh you have stronger thoughts than i do it sounds like i i could see this one going both ways jimmy garoppolo i think it comes down to if jimmy garoppolo plays anywhere close to his best game then i think the niners take it if not i think it's uh cowboys all day long oh i like the cowboys in the point or uh the the 49ers in the points i like taking yeah. the points for sure in this matchup um Ah, in my mind, the 49ers just showed up when they needed to. I know they haven't played like the biggest caliber opponent, but I could definitely see this going to overtime and then being the team that kind of edges this out or maybe it's just a field goal type of game. I I don't know. I I, I don't bet to push, and I just don't like that this doggone – I just right I don't like that it's – I could see it being right, right on a three. three. Yeah, I just – But I at the same time, I could – like it, for me, it kind of falls in that I see it as a coin flip, and you're giving the, yeah, I don't want to push, but I could absolutely see the Niners winning this game outright. And so if you're giving me the extra three, kind of taking the Niners to win and at worst worst case lose by a field goal, that's kind of where I would lean, but I'm not feeling strongly enough about it yet. So here's my problem with having any interest in backing the Dallas Cowboys is sure. – your boy M squared, man. Oh, Mike McCarthy down there. I sure. uh, do believe his wonderful coaching prowess starts to rear its ugly head here come playoff time. He's just not a coach that I trust in the playoffs, man, and I know you can speak to that as well. And I don't what? know. I think this is Shanahan's time. Somehow the 49ers squeaked in the back door. Three fucking NFC West teams are in the playoffs. Absolutely insanity. I don't know, man. I... Uh, uh, I like the three, but I just I, – I, I, if you like the three, I would just say play the dog on money line for crying out loud. Maybe. It, I don't know. I just, it's either nonsense or you're playing to push, and I just feel like they win the game if you're playing it in that situation. 
I suppose. I'm trying to look at Mike McCarthy because you're not wrong necessarily, but I do believe he's got some a lot of success in the early rounds of the playoffs, like wild card round. I think he has been really successful, but at the same time, it wasn't any toss-up matchup like this. It was a lot of like Packers as the three seed going up against the last team in the playoffs or something like that and absolutely destroying them. Mm. So I don't know if you can judge it quite like that. Sure. I don't know. I, I'm torn on this one. Completely torn yeah. on this one. Debo Samuel is one guy. I know everyone's talking about Trevion Diggs. Trevion Diggs has been fantastic, but he's also, I don't know the exact stat off the top of my head. He's given them he's he's getting gashed as far as he's a very high risk reward player. So he's getting gashed as far as yardage wise and big plays, but then he makes up for it with, you know, one of the biggest plays of the game as far as the interception. I could see that Mm. happening partner where Debo Samuel, whether or not he's on Debo Samuel all game or not, I could see Debo having a big game. And then maybe Diggs makes uh, an interception play at some point in the game where he looks like the star of the show. uh, And maybe both guys put on a show. I don't know. I, I I'm interested in some Debo Samuel action on that one. Yeah, I could potentially get involved with some Debo. We'll look into some prop actions here. I definitely don't have a strong opinion on on the side. I will tell you that. I am yeah. still still definitely torn on the side. And I'm honestly still pretty doggone torn on the total. 51 yeah. seems too easy, but 51 has been a key number for going under so far this year. Um, that has been like a under wagon. I don't know why that 51 has just been spot the F on. So... I I think this is going to be a grinded out ground and pound running game and then or a running kind of, uh, yeah, running game. I, there's two ways to say running game, but a running yeah. type of game. Also, um, I just think that uh, the defense is really shine here. I really think the defense is shine and I could see this one going under. I really could see this one going under. I mean, Couple of key couple of key trends for crying out loud. The unders five and one 49ers last six playoff games. Four and oh last four playoff road games. Uh four and one last five playoff games as a dog. Four and one their last five games as a road dog. Five and two last seven games as an underdog overall. Dallas, for crying out loud, uh, six and one their last seven following a straight up win. Four and zero oh after scoring more than thirty points in their previous game. Uh, six this and two last, under? yeah, all, all to the mm. under. Under six and two Cowboys last eight versus the NFC. Uh, eight and three their last eleven overall is the under. I mean, the under seems like the side to me, my friend. That fifty one has been a uh, a burner of uh, of a lot of overbetters so far this season. Ah, I think you're right. I I also just have an image of my head of this being like the most insane game of the week, and we've got like a 33 to 30, you know, last play to send it to overtime, and then there's craziness in overtime. I'm staying away from the total altogether right now. Yeah, I think so too. If I lean anywhere, I lean to the under just because of how valuable 51 has been this year. 51 is the most common under sure. year, year sure, over sure. year in the NFL. So I. That just jumps off the screen at me, but uh, it has ticked up a good handful of points from its original opening number. So I think I'm going to stay away from that one for the time being, too. Um, Into the prop markets. Uh, Passing props, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's at 248.5 passing yards. Dak is at 274.5. Any interest on either one of those for you there? You know, I typically don't like passing yards. The main reason I was interested in that Bengals Raiders game is just the, you know, kind of why is it so low? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they did in that last one. So I think that probably that game will probably be the main market where I play some passing yards props because I, sure. for the most part, across the board, I'm not a fan of passing yards props. I don't know about you. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of him either. Right. Um, interceptions because here. guys can play well, like dominate the entire game, and then oh, they only threw for 220 right. yards, but they threw for four touchdowns, so they look like they were sick. You know what I'm saying? Or on the flip side, they yep. throw three picks and have 350 yards. So yeah, I'm out yep. on those. Uh, nothing that I really care to get involved with as far as the interceptions. Dax at plus money, plus 106. I mean, could potentially cough the ball up one time uh, against the sixth-ranked pass defense in the league. Mm. Uh, 24th in turnovers, though, so maybe not. I don't really have a whole lot of faith in that. I'll stay out of the passing markets. Uh, receiving props, uh, your boy Debo's at 64 and a half. <laughs> Honestly, um, I wish it was higher because that seems a little too good to be true to me, does it not? Yeah, it seems too good to be true to me as well. Um, honestly, yeah, that seems it way really too does, good. right? <laughs> yeah, it seems way yeah, too good to be true. Yeah. Um, CD Lamb, sixty-two and a half. Any interest in that? I haven't been following. He was one of my fantasy guys as well, so I followed him very closely throughout the year. And then once the playoffs, uh, or once I was not in the playoffs, I did not follow him that closely. So I honestly don't know what he's been doing the last few weeks. If I mean, okay. totally honest. Okay. Uh, George Kittle usually shows up in big games, fifty and a half. Uh, that man is at right now. A little bit interesting. Uh, Maybe I'd be for as far as him. He hasn't as unless I'm misguided here. I feel like he might have more value as far as a touchdown score. I don't yeah. feel like he's been yeah. getting the ball a lot as far as those yards are concerned. I don't know. Yeah, I think both of these defense could really shine, and obviously I'm not going to sit here and say take the under on every fucking prop, but that's right. kind of where I would Yeah, because you could get break. That's, that's playing with fire. You might win $100 million fucking dollars, or you could lose $100 million fucking dollars. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? 100%. Um, the rushing props, nothing I really love there either. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, 79 and a half. Uh, Debo Samuel, 28 and a half. He could bust one off for 30, 35 yards, but mm. you're playing with fire there. It is yeah. getting the juice, minus 118, but I don't know. Zeke is only at 47 and a half. Um, the, the Niners are rushing good at, yards? yeah, only 47 and a half rushing yards. He hasn't been doing very good at all. Yeah, um, no, you're right. A, That's still just a really that rough year. Even but, just saying uh, that out loud, it's like, wow. Yeah, okay. it's like, what the hell? Uh, Dak is only at seven and a half. Um, he stayed single digits all year long. He's busted it a couple times. Yeah. A couple times he hasn't been able to. So, again, I think you stay out of the rushing market. I really think you do. I don't think there's any nothing that's really jumping off the board right now in me that I can see. Anything for you, partner? Um, as far as maybe some Niners running backs, as far as Elijah Mitchell, 78 and a half is a lot though. But uh, if they're going to have some success, I think he's probably going to be the one that has a really nice day. Mm. I've honestly, I, I keep trying to, cause I, when they're, when they're playing well, it's their rushing attack that's playing well. I keep trying to sprinkle him to score a touchdown every other week or so it seems like and he doesn't get in so i think i'm a little jaded on him but i i think he could be a candidate to have a nice day maybe a touchdown uh prop sprinkle is worth it maybe his yards total because that does seem a little too high seems a little almost so high that he's probably going to go off for 120 because it's you know it seems too good to be true to go under that i don't know i don't know i almost might say he goes under that because okay. The, my reasoning behind that is the 49ers are only allowing 103 and a half yards a game, uh, okay. rushing wise, 103 and a half rushing yards a game. And I mean, he's probably going to get maybe around 70 of those, I would say. Maybe Jimmy scampers a little bit. I don't know. And then, I mean, if that's, if that's their average, maybe they allow less than that. So maybe he don't even fucking come close to that at all. I, you, you, yeah, I don't know. You, you, I think you're jaded to Elijah Mitchell maybe a little bit too. You've been sprinkling on him to just score staying in away there. from him. Yeah. You're right. I'm just staying yeah. away from him. Yeah, I would stay away. I mean, yeah, I'm going to stay away from there. He's been too hard to predict. Um, speaking of too hard to predict, uh, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel, both minus 115 to get into the end zone mm. for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 
Ezekiel Elliott, minus 135. No real interest there for me. Uh, George Kittle, plus 140. George Kittle doesn't see the end zone in the playoffs? I don't like that. I don't like that whatsoever. I don't whatsoever. like those numbers, but that's that's kind of where he's been for a while. I'm trying to see exactly how many touchdowns he's got on the season. I mean, he's only got six, so that those odds kind of reflect how many touchdowns he's got over 14 games, but mm. I, I think it's worth a look. I think it's worth a look. Most definitely. I think it is, too. Uh, I think potentially um, Dalton Schultz, plus 185, maybe worth a look. Um, could be somewhere in that ballpark. I think... The three guys are probably going to get in in some capacity between the three or uh, four are going to be Zeke, CD, uh, Elijah, and Debo. So between those four guys, uh, those are two of those guys that get in, I'd imagine. So it's going to take your pick. I, I don't really know. I, I'm just, I am, I think this is going to be the game for me that I watch like a fan. I, I, okay. I think it stays under. Honestly, I like the under 51. The more and more we talk through this here, I like the under 51. And uh, that under that 51 has just been such a setup line to take for overs all year long. All year long. I've got burned on it myself, and I just I think the under 51 is top-notch. And you would say so even when it rises like that too? Kind of uh, tricky, like kind of tri- trick you into thinking it's going, uh, going yeah, way over? Yeah, because it's a public side. 64% yeah. of bets, 88% of money. So it's generating a fuckload of monetary liability yeah. and, and monetary liability. And, oh, people are still going to That's not going to stop people from pouring on, right? It's going to keep dumping. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know they might hold it at 51 and fuck with motherfuckers. And if maybe. they do, that is electric, and I love the under even more. So maybe that's a uh, sit and wait, hang out, uh, see if it sticks to 51 by kickoff on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and maybe that's the play we take. I don't know. But there you go. There you have it. Anything else from you, partner? San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys. No, I'll probably have something by game time in this one, though. Okie dokie, artichokey. Uh, moving right along, we will save the Monday game. Uh, we'll have that on uh, Monday show. We'll be able to talk about that because that's at uh, 7.15 on, 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time on Monday. Yes, There's actually like a uh, Manning Megacast, like all types yeah. of different shit going on. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see that and what all yeah, they got cooked up for that shit too. But I am excited. Me and Mags are opposing on that one as well. So uh, get ready to uh, dive into another TTL showdown come Monday. But uh, we're not opposing in any fashion. Hell, I don't even know if he's on the side here for this next one. Uh, next game up on tap, the final wild card weekend game, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, market consensus right about 13, uh, 12 and a half at some spots, 13 in some spots. Uh, just kind of depends where you like to do your gambling. Um, right off the bat, uh, line uh, for the total, open at 46 and a half, down to 46 as well. Right now you see it in the ticker. I like the 12 and a half with the doggone Steelers. Now, I just as I read every other uh, every other doggone stat, everything in between, I will read the ones too that don't favor my uh, my uh, bets because sure. unlike some people on this screen, I don't get upset when I read trends that uh, yeah. don't favor my bets. But it's okay, it's all right, no big deal. Home teams favored by 10 or more points are a perfect five and zero against the number in the history of the wild card round. 
All playoff matchups since 2011. Double-digit favorites are 7-1 and one against the number this year. Again, per my guy Jeremy Jones over there, uh, he says that it is not that often you see massive favorites in the playoffs uh, since you usually get evenly matched teams. However, when you do get those big mismatches, the favorite typically dominates. Um, this year in those spots, you have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, the Buccaneers getting close to that, but not quite 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um Man, oh man, I am still crazy. Uh, let's see here. If you think the Steelers will cover but not win, beware. The outright winner owns a point spread record of 48-7-1 ATS the last 56 wild card games. So it is very rare that a team covers in this round without winning the game. The Chiefs beat the Steelers 36-10 to just three weeks ago. So why have it under two touchdowns is what I wonder. Why open it at... 13 is what I wonder with the public darling, the team that might I argue may have more to lose than the Tampa Bay Q Gronka Championeers. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. But I certainly feel like they got a whole hell of a lot more to lose, especially in Arrowhead or whatever the hell it's called now. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's Arrowhead anymore. Uh, They changed it to some shit, some weird ass. I think it's like something sponsor Arrowhead still, though. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. Either way, yeah. I don't know. Either way, what I know is that I really like the twelve and a half points. There's no reason for this one to be dropping down. Um, it's pretty much kind of a split as far as bet percentages. Public loves the Chiefs, obviously, fifty-three percent um, of bets, but fifty-seven percent of actual money wagered on the Steelers. I like the Steelers a lot, my man. Almost enough to freaking sprinkle the money line. And you know what's crazy is that last stat that I uh, that I read there, 48-7-1 against the number is the outright winner um, of uh, against the point spread. So, said it right there. It's very rare for the team that covers not to win this game outright. And if you're buying it of 10 points or more, of 10 points or more, uh, mm-hmm. and if you are buying into the fact that you think the Pittsburgh Steelers cover this 12 and a half, which I think I am, that means almost 100% you have to give a little bit of a sprinkle on the money line too. I'm not disagreeing with you. I I am not uh, in love with any anything in this one quite yet. I uh, so do you think the Steelers defense just balls balls out in this game? Is that kind of what you're predicting? Uh, because I just have I am I just have absolutely no interest in this Steelers offense. I don't know. I don't you think wanna... there's a storyline for me. I don't think there's a fucking storyline. I'm not talking storylines. I'm yeah, talking if you just, if you want to talk me into the Steelers defense is going to have a huge game, then I can listen to you. I well, just that's, don't that's see what, any way. That's in what I'm saying. I, okay. I, I, I don't have a storyline for this one. I think this one is just going to come down to this is just a weird, stinky-ass number, okay. and for some reason the, the Steelers are going to sneak in the back door. The Chiefs have everything to lose. The Steelers have nothing to lose. Ah. Uh, I don't know. It just seems it seems too doggone good to be true. I I don't know, especially with with the way uh, the Chiefs' defense have been showing up. I mean, Big Ben broke. I yeah, right under two touchdowns. It makes no doggone sense, especially with them kicking their ass by twenty six in the last meeting, not even a month ago. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with that. I I really think I'm going to be uh, taking the old Pittsburgh Steelers plus the twelve and a half. But I got until uh, seven twenty on Sunday night to be uh, locking that in. Oh yeah, it's the late one. Uh, As far as the total, Chiefs did not have. So maybe it lends into you because why is it still so low? Chiefs did not have Tyreek or Travis Kelsey in that last game, and they still put up thirty six points. So maybe maybe you think, oh well, now they're going to smoke them. Maybe you think like you think, why is it so low now that you have those guys in? 
So he might be on the right side. I could see it being a 20 to 10 game and the Chiefs uh, taking care of business uh, on the money line, but the Steelers mm-hmm. still covering 20 to 10. I could see that. Yeah. I, the difference between me and a lot of people, I'm not an NFL fan who bets. I am an NFL better who enjoys to watch NFL games. Uh, and, and this is just, uh, this, this, is, uh, this, this makes no sense. And everybody in their doggone dogs, by kickoff time in the standalone game at 7 o'clock at night after they've been getting their dicks dragged through the mud all fucking weekend in the AFC. <gasps> the Chiefs almost laying two touchdowns, but it's under two touchdowns. Oh, they can at least do that for me. Thank God I can save my whole bankroll. The two final units I have, let me put it all on there. And then just like I told you with the Eagles game, there you are standing out in the wind in front of Circus Sportsbook shout out with your skivvies around your fucking ankles and your fucking ticket waving in the wind. And you're just what the fuck happened? What is going on? And you have the sweat of your lifetime. I just don't think they covered it. And it, it could be in the back door too. Uh, Pittsburgh could sneak in the back door and take care of it. But it's too good to be true for the dog on Kansas City Chiefs. If it was anybody else, I, I, if it just was not this matchup, it's just this year has been so damn goofy, crazy nonsense, and I just can't get it out of my mind that this entire weekend is going to be nonsense, partner. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I, I think the Chiefs smoke them. I, I'm interested in laying the points. I'll say it right now. I don't care if I sound like a square. I think they absolutely destroy them. I've got no interest in the Steelers' offense. I don't think their defense has enough of an answer. I think they smoke the hell out of them. Yeah, I just, uh, I just don't see that happening. Uh, total, total though, total though is very interesting. Um, it is set at 46. You probably bank on both of these defenses showing up if that be the case. Uh, under currently seeing 32% of bets, but 71% actual money wagered on the total. So a little bit of something, something for you to think about there. Maybe the under right now definitely is the sharp side. Uh, there are some trends for the under uh, definitely in favor of uh, this one that I did see. Uh, Steelers 4-1 and one to the under last five on grass. 4-1, and one, uh, their last five is the under versus an AFC opponent. Uh, it is also 38-15-1, their last 54 road games the under is. Uh, under is also 4-1 in the Chiefs' last five wild card games. So in the playoffs, they're kind of an over team, but as far as this wild card round, come out a little shaky. They feel like they should, hey, we, 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 we should have been way valued way better than this. What the hell's going on? And then, uh, well, hey, there you go. Come out a little, little, uh, little undervalued, under 4-1, last five wild card games. Also... Under is 4-1 in the last five meetings between these two teams in Kansas City. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 3 in the last nine meetings overall. So I like the under, especially with it being this low, this being the evening nightcap. Everybody loves the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Oh, they didn't have Tyreek Hill in the last matchup. Oh, my gosh. You even said it. No, also, oh, my gosh, they didn't have Travis Kelsey either. Both of those guys. We might as well just sprinkle both of those guys have two-plus touchdowns. They're going to win this one 50-2. This ain't even going to be close. They say, I mean, they're not even close. Ah, 50 to nothing. They're not even going to get that safety. Forget I even said that. I just don't (laughs) see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I think that 46 is there for a reason, and... I think for some reason this one stays way under. I don't understand why. I don't know why. It's not going to be particularly windy. Yeah, 30 degrees, 5 to 10 miles an hour. I mean, pretty standard Kansas City, Missouri uh, type game, type weather. weather yeah. I'm not uh, not too concerned about that, but there's no reason for the books to be setting this. Wait, 
So either the Chiefs win 50 to nothing with that spread, or I'm just the dumbest son of a bitch on the planet. I have no idea. I think Pittsburgh 27 to covered. 10 will get the job done. I don't know. I think Pittsburgh covers it, and I think this one stays way under. I like them both. Okay. I'm not like, t- t- I'm both. I, like I said, I haven't come to it locked in yet. I don't know that I am taking it, but I I don't think the Steelers got it. I don't think the Steelers got it anymore. All right. Next one up. Uh going into the passing props here. Uh nothing I really care to talk about in as regards of that. Yeah, no, I'm good on any of those. Maybe Patty Mahomes under, actually. It's at two eighty and a half. Um if you think the Steelers defense is gonna show up under two eighty and a half, might be worth a look. Um, let's see here. Ben Roethlisberger to throw a pick is at minus 182. Um, so the books are convinced he's going to throw a pick. Uh, Patrick Mahomes plus 106. Mm. Uh, maybe again, if you think the Steelers are going to ball out plus 106, pretty solid value on that. Um, as far as receiving props go, Tyreek Hills at 70 and a half. Travis Kelsey's at 69 and a half. Um, not too much open yet for the Steelers. Deontay Johnson, 60 and a half. Claypool, 42 and a half. Firemuth, 31 and a half. Mm-hmm. Anything jump off the board there for you? Without diving too deep into it, I mean, as far as the Steelers side of things, I always, Deontay Johnson always, always seems to have a lot of value because he's, he's obviously, the, he's a case where you have the, their number one receiver, but not really a name that precedes himself to where people are just smashing his overs no matter what, right? So his mm-hmm. touchdowns and uh, receiving totals always intrigue me. So that would be on the Steelers side of thing where I would go. Um, and then as far as the Chiefs guys, I feel like it's either going to be a Tyreek Hill game or a Travis Kelsey game, not both, if at all, uh, as far as either of them having a good game. I don't think you should smash in both of them expecting. I'm going to stay away from both of them altogether as far as the yards. Uh, so I, I think that's a little little bit of low-hanging fruit, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's the move. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not, uh, I'm not all too sold. A couple kind of uh, closing thoughts here. Home. Uh, total points set at 29 and a half over getting the juice minus 114 away total points at 16 and a half uh let's see here no rushing props set yet which is very interesting on FanDuel Sportsbook and TD scores you talked a little bit about him uh Firemuth would be interesting Firemuth to continue his uh his reign of terror upon opponents here I could definitely see that happening in the playoffs he's a plus 250 on uh FanDuel Outside of that, um, Najee. Oh, oh, Naj! Give it to Naj! Uh, <laughs> plus 110. I like him. Uh, he, I, I would definitely say he probably gets in if anybody gets in for the Stillers. Yeah. Um, outside of I, that, you got anything you like for touchdown scores? What's Kelsey's odds over there on FanDuel? Minus 140. No, yes, minus 145. Ooh, minus 120 on DraftKings. I'm interested in a minus 120 over here on DraftKings. I like those types of split with big... For whatever reason, DraftKings has it a little bit lower hanging fruit. I I have a lot of guys that I I like and I pick off as far as those receivers that are big receiving fruits. If they if it's like minus one fifty or or higher on FanDuel and minus one twenty five or lower on DraftKings, uh, but not quite plus money. That's uh, that's been a nice sweet spot for me. I think Travis Kelsey could be a good uh, good look there if you get the right price. Okay, yeah. If it's minus one twenty, I don't get involved. If it's if it's anything, yeah, I don't like greater, minus don't, money necessarily. I don't, but I don't get involved. Like I I cap it at minus one ten. Because it just it doesn't have any value to me, but sure. if that's been a sweet spot for you, there you go. There you kind of has, yeah. A little something to think about. Um, but yeah, I would either say Firemuth or Naj would be uh, would be my thoughts on that one. 
Um, maybe Patty Mahomes, a little bonehead action. Pittsburgh defense special teams plus 650. I don't know, a little worth a look there. Maybe, who knows? Uh, but I do like those two guys for sure there. So I would say, if anything, I like the under. I like the Steelers plus 12 and a half. Partner, in closing, anything else from you? Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs. No, sir. This one's uh, this one's your loves so far. Maybe not loves, but likes. But uh, I'm not uh, too strongly opinionated quite yet. So I got Most nothing def. else to add. Most def. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it uh, for this weekend. Um, kind of uh, in a nutshell, my card. I'll probably lock it in this evening for sure. I want to look at a final couple of final things. Let a little bit more line movement happen. Uh, Raiders and Bengals under 48 and a half. Uh, Patriots and Bills. Uh, going to the Patriots plus four, Eagles plus eight and a half, 49ers and Cowboys under 51, the Steelers plus 12 and a half, and the Steelers and Chiefs under 46 total points. Uh, we'll save Monday's play for Monday, but partner, what uh, what do you got for this weekend so far or interested in? All righty, I'm trying to get my locked in here. Josh Allen rushing yards. I like the 45 and a half as far as I uh, eating just a tiny bit of chalk, and I also like a little sprinkle on the 60 plus at 220. Uh, Eagles team total under 17 and a half. Josh Allen touchdown score, a little sprinkle there. Joe Mixon over 76 and a half rushing yards. Both Joe Burrow and Derek Carr under passing yards. Uh, uh, Derek, Derek Carr right around 250, Joe Burrow right around 260 under for both of those guys. And uh, the Bills and also Bills minus four is, uh, and then I'll save my Monday pick for Monday. That's all I got over here. So enough, I forgot to, to mention those as well, the Joe Burrow and Derek Carr unders, and then uh, the Joe Mixon over. I like that Foster Moreau anytime touchdown score. Mm. I forgot to mention that one as well. And then Jamar Chase, uh, Tom Brady, uh, sprinkle for an interception at plus 102. And Pat Fryermuth, anytime Tuddy McBuddy score will probably be in some shape or form, fashion. All of those uh, I will be locking in. All right, partner, anything else uh, from your side of the screen in regards to Super Wild Card Weekend, my friend? No, sir, I am juiced. I am juiced for this. Uh, what is it, 3.30 Saturday afternoon start? Uh, you do believe so. Raiders Bengals. So. Oh, Raiders Bengals, 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will be neck deep in fucking chores and, and all types of shit. Unlike everybody else kick, kicks their fucking feet up on Saturdays, I do shit until about fucking 8 o'clock at night to make sure I don't have to fucking have bullshit going on during the week that I got to worry about. But, hey, everybody else enjoy the fucking start of the playoff game. I'll be uh, keeping an eye on it. Yeah, so now you know I do all that tweeting and bullshit while I'm cleaning my apartment, while I'm meal prepping, while I'm doing all of that. So there you fucking go. Mary Kwanzaa. Uh, yeah, you going to be enjoying it in any particular form or fashion? I haven't made any, uh, you know, uh, concrete plans. I guess I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I kind of leads me into a little sidebar, though, potentially. Who knows? Okay. Well, we'll we are 46 minutes after the top make of the hour, uh, so we have been going, going, going. So we'll make a quick uh, second after the show here, get you a little RMAC sidebar, a uh, little banter, and uh, motivation minutes. We'll get on out of here by 12 o'clock. Without further ado. Partner, what's burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul? You have been dying to get out the kind folks that joined us on episode number 202 of the Talking the Line podcast on this gorgeous January the 14th, 2022. 
Food Friday, my dude. Uh, test testing out the old Food Friday. You got anything? Uh, do wow. you have anything planned for food as far as this weekend for Super Wild Card or UFC evening at all or Sunday? Maybe not, but no, not at all. No? I'm gonna tell you straight up, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm off the cuff kind of uh, kind of uh, guy sometimes when it comes to weekends like these, but uh, put me on the spot. No, I haven't done any thinking. Um, oh, here's one for you. Uh, I'm actually, I'll probably actually do this this weekend because I got everything to do it and I've been sitting on it for a long time wondering when I'm going to do it and it's Super Wild Card Weekend and I think I'm going to have me a seafood feast. So, Ooh. get you, you can't do this because it'll fucking break you out in hives. Unless and, you got fish. Uh, it won't be the fish, but nope. yeah, okay. all of it, all of it's inside of a shell. Ah, fuck. Um, either way, a uh, little bit of shrimp, a little bit of scallops, a little bit of, uh, of, uh, crab. A little bit of crab in there as well. Do a uh, nice piece of tinfoil. You want a pretty doggone sizable piece of tinfoil. You can fit all that shit into. Don't double wrap it. The, uh, double wrap it. The tinfoil will be fine. It's 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 tinfoil for a reason. It's not going to burn. Uh, but uh, toss that stuff in there. Um, drop uh, drop a little butter, a little garlic, a little salt, pepper, a little parsley, maybe a little paprika, a little thyme. Uh, you want a little spice, maybe drop a couple of drops of sriracha in there, give you a little chili in the background, maybe a little red, red, little red pepper flakes, I like that too. Um, I'm gonna have to, uh, test it out in the oven, because usually what I do is I, I wrap all that up and then I'll grill it for about 20 minutes. Mm. I'm guessing probably right around that 20 minutes, right around 400, 350, 400, I'd say. I don't know, I'm gonna have to kind of figure okay. it out. I, I did, I okay. don't... I can't write a recipe worth a damn, and I can't fucking, and I can't uh, tell you how long to cook things or how hot to cook things, but I can fucking tell you if you sit down at a table at something I cooked, you're going to look at me with eyes as big as saucers saying, how the fuck did you figure this out? It's like uh, a drumline Nick Cannon where he can't read music, but he can uh, play the shit out of a, you know, drum set and it's snare, snare drums. I'm not Absolutely. saying you can't, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 <laughs> not yeah, saying yeah, you can't yeah, read yeah. a recipe, you know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> put music in front of him you can't do a damn uh, thing yeah, but no, uh, you no. give him a kitchen and some ingredients i'll take care of it i'll take yeah. care of it no question no problems no harm no foul but yeah i can't read <laughs> i can read english just not in recipe form just not in <laughs> recipe form uh one cl- final closing thought here the best way to bet on the nfl make the lo- most logical pick in your head and do the exact opposite ah. i love the thoughts love the parting uh parting words of wisdom there my man appreciate you tony for the all the support following hanging out with us on this beautiful friday of bets um any food from you mr food friday uh, again, I didn't uh, didn't have it planned, but you kind of led me into uh, as far as the weekend. I was going to take Food Friday a different way, but uh, I don't have anything planned yet, my man. It's soup season. I've been all about these soups, my man. What uh, uh, what way were you going to take Food Friday? Uh, I don't know. I was going to have a con- we were going to have a conversation. I didn't. I thought we'd have a little bit more time, honestly. Like you oh. know, fast food type conversation. Uh, least mm. favorite, most favorite. Uh, Any uh, hot takes as far as uh, actually, yeah. Give me your hottest take as far as uh, a food is uh, fast food is concerned. Then we'll and then I'll be done. Ooh, hottest stuff take. that you believe that if Taco you said Bell it publicly, is garbage. Okay, Taco Bell is garbage. I have Fuck not you, had. Bud. I know, I know. You fucking, you sit with fucking six sacks of fucking Taco uh, Bell. If I'm 100 percent sober, I'm not uh, not going out of my way too much to get Taco Bell. If I've uh, you know had a nice, you know, I haven't had T Bell in a decade. I bet college you. evening five years ago where I get you know I didn't even eat it in college. No, I didn't. No, huh. I didn't even eat it in college. 
Big fan of no. drunk Taco Bell. Big fan I, of drunk Taco dude, Bell. Dude, I'd rather fucking just go make my own fucking taco That's burrito fair. at Tri Towers than go to stupid-ass yeah, Taco yeah. Bell, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would do that all the fucking time. Mine is, uh, and I'm surprised that it is even this hot of a take, but I think McDonald's breakfast is an abomination. Do you agree with this one? You like no, McDonald's what breakfast? the fuck? No, McDonald's dude. breakfast is fucking disgusting, dude. Oh, I'll eat stop, it. Stop, stop. You got the, uh, the most disgraceful pancake in the history of pancakes oh, just a little flappy it's because you've walked in and you said let me get the big breakfast i'll take the big no, breakfast no please. i've never no, I've, like someone's no, let me try it and i'm like that no you, you're calling this a pancake because yeah, whatever fucking goon rod that probably had a fucking third eye growing out of their forehead no, was eating no. that bullshit. all over the country whoever McDonald's goes breakfast. to mcdonald's hash brown's exception there are a couple of exceptions pal whoever goes to mcdonald's and gets their pancakes needs to be put in a fucking mental institution i had friends I know, that that I know this. I know this. That's why I said. That's why I said your friend probably had a thirty. You're not listening to him. Your friend I'm probably had a third eye growing out of his forehead who was eating it, and you let you try it. Do not eat their pancakes. No good. No good. But pancakes are bad. But but breakfast burrito overrated. Little, oh, stop it. I love breakfast burritos. Stop I think their it. breakfast burritos. Their are breakfast overrated. burrito is terrific with some hot Taco picante. Bell. Actually, Taco Bell oh. breakfast is fucking fantastic. I would go I... far out of my way to get Taco Bell breakfast before uh, I get McDonald's breakfast. I would have to highly disagree with that because I would. I love Taco Bell. I breakfast. would most honestly guarantee about <laughs> no, especially knowing you. Thirty seconds as soon as that's down the gullet, you are straight into the bathroom, fucking blowing your brains out for the next two hours. No. That shit is no. so terrible. No. Oh, it's so terrible. And McDonald's breakfast is it greasy? There are a couple things I don't. Me. I love their hash browns. Me. I will pull back the reins and say you I love their hash browns. You get two burritos, a hash brown, Over and a rain. sausage McGriddle. There is. Is no better fast food breakfast on this planet. Taco Bell's breakfast is, ooh, nah, it's ooh. okay, but crunch wrap, it, little breakfast okay. crunch wrap. I just haven't had ta- Taco Bell. Is just not good in general. I just I you have get a not, little. Uh, they have not gone to Taco Bell in a long time. Get a little time. two a.m. Uh, two a.m. drunk Taco Bell. Uh, you know, after bar dinner, you wake up uh, nine a.m. and you gotta go get yourself a little Taco Bell breakfast. You have a nice day. Yeah, that that that's <laughs> not something I care to do with my body. Is that I'm the gonna, most miserable like two back to back meals you could probably think of in that your head? Almost, that almost made me want to puke. Like like I just thought about like I don't even really drink anymore either. So I just like thought about like drinking, then having like oh my gosh, waking up with that tea bell on your stomach and like having that hangover, and then just like the audacity <laughs> to put your happy ass back in a vehicle and go back okay, to that same restaurant. I don't know that I ever did that as far as the night oh, before in the morning. I don't oh, think I ever did that. I don't think oh, I that sounds that. so bad. But I their breakfast I though. I don't think that I actually like stand by. I really like the breakfast. Mary it's Ann's. Not, I don't no, I've done that greasy. at Mary Ann's. I've done that at Mary Ann's before. Like I fucking had dinner at Mary oh, Ann's, oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. like you oh, and I dude, probably did that together. We, we, we got to get some shit before we go out and get shit faced, and then fucking walking back to the dorm shit faced at fucking four in the morning. What, yeah. bro? I'm so hungry. <gasps> Mary Ann's. Oh, oh man, what a two a.m. three a.m. spot, dude. Oh, best spot on campus. Oh, and then you have it sober, and you're like. In the morning, the next day, it's just like, oh, like, what is I, this? Shit? I was all about this last night. What oh, the hell? <laughs> yeah, they got some good shit. They got some good shit there, man. All right, there you oh, go. Geez. There you have it. Uh, there's my hot takes. Uh, anything else from you, partner? No, I mean we're we're getting up to two hours. I got I had a couple other nonsense things. Unless you want to spend some time on it, I don't know. Yeah, we'll be here another half hour, forty five yeah, minutes. Sure. No one. Uh, Do you see those yeah. new era hats? More new era hats. We haven't talked about no, new era hats in a while. Goodness gracious! Gross. No more gross hats, nah. dude. As not if quite as bad any... as not quite as bad as they were, but still, just no one's gonna wear these fucking hats. It's like it's like World Series hats, but you have both logos. 
So if you mm-hmm. you would have a Cubs and in it, but it you can't really tell that it's a World Series hat. They got a little emblem on the side, not bad. But like, are you gonna wear a Cubs and Indians hat? New era is forever going to be. No, I'm not gonna wear a Cubs and Indians exactly. hat. Like it's fucking exactly. stupid. New 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 era is always going to be the just. That's all they're gonna be known for is making these terrible hat ideas just and concepts, and they're just awful. they're awful. They're awful. They're absolutely awful. awful. Uh, shout out Tony. Uh, maybe uh, being a chef is still in the works somewhere down the road. Who's to know? Who am I? What can I say? Who do who who might I know that might have a connection or somewhere in the hospitality industry? I don't know. I I, I couldn't tell you one way or another, but. Sad. Maybe it's in the card somewhere. You have a spectacular weekend, my friend. Appreciate you popping in, hanging out with the crew on this beautiful Friday of bets. All right. Um, outside of that, man, uh, that's about all I got as far as yep. uh, news-wise. Anything, a uh, little motivation minutes, and we get on out of here. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So, wrapping things up, final segment of the day, my motivation minutes. All right, my friends. Second John Wooden quote of the week. Uh, this one's short and sweet, short and simple. I think it's a great way to uh, start our weekends, a great uh, thought to have the uh, weekend going on. So without further ado, my friends, the quote of the weekend. Consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others before your own rights. Consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others before your own rights. Legendary quote, Coach John Wooden. Not a whole lot of uh, perspective you need uh, need to fill in there. No blanks really to uh, fill in. That's pretty straightforward, straight up. Put others first. Think others before yourself this weekend. Take some time when you're running all those errands. I talk about it all the time. I feel like I talk about it damn near every single Friday episode. When you're running those errands this weekend, when you're jumping to Target, to Walmart, to Kmart, to to Walgreens, everywhere all over the map, and all you want to be doing is sitting at home in your nice warm pajamas, on your nice warm couch, watching a movie, but you got to be out there running around these damn errands in the cold, remember that everybody else is doing that too. And maybe if you just decide to be the change, you decide to think about everybody else just for a moment, maybe it's maybe it's just that. Like, damn, everybody else really out here doing the same bullshit I'm doing too, huh? huh? Might as well not make it any worse for everybody else. Maybe I can just be a little bit of a light. Maybe uh, somebody drops some shit, I'll help them pick it up. Maybe if there's a mom with 500 things in her cart and three screaming kids, I'll let her cut me and take it in line. Ah, fuck it, I'll be all right. I'll get home sometime. Maybe the, the, the checkout clerk at the gas station, you're getting gas on the way home, looks like someone just shot their puppy dog. Maybe you take an opportunity to ask them why that is maybe instead of saying i'm good i'm good how are you good good you say are you really though and you give that person an opportunity i don't know what it is i don't know what your form of putting others first this weekend is going to be but i challenge you to do that i challenge you to seek kindness other than throw negativity and toxicity and and all that stuff out there because it's too easy and it, honestly, it's 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 the chicken shit way out. It's the easy way out. Much like giving up on your dreams and passions instead of chasing after them every day, like I talk about all the time, is the chicken shit way out. Just like laying in bed all day on Saturday instead of getting up and getting shit done and getting shit accomplished so you can be ahead of the ball game is the chicken shit way out. You know, it's kind of the same exact concept. It really is at the end of the day. And and thinking about yourself first and not taking just a conscious moment to to think about others is the chicken shit way out of things so that's my thoughts that's where i'm at i hope you guys enjoy it i hope that gives you a little bit of uh perspective to carry on into the weekend maybe in you're in the next uh 
your next line at whatever uh, store or whatever department store, wherever you might be or whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever that case might be. I hope you remember me talking about this here on Friday and uh, think, you know what? I'm going to be different than everybody else here today. So one more time, my motivation minutes of the day. Consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others before your own rights. For the legendary coach, John Wooden. And that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Solid stuff, my man. Solid stuff as always. Good way to close out the week, my man. Uh, definitely a good food for thought as you're out in the world. Appreciate you, dude. There you go. There you have it. Appreciate you and your feedback as per usual. All right. That is episode number 202 of the Talking the Line podcast. Once again, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that follow button, that like button, uh, wherever you are watching or listening. Uh, if you are watching, make sure you stop by that platform again tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. You'll see me and my partner live for our Saturday show, Cup of Joe on campus. We run through the entire collegiate basketball slate. We got another loaded day from the college basketball hardwood coming at us tomorrow, so make sure you're tuned tuned in there make sure you're tuned into my twitter around uh oh i'd say one two three o'clock i should be able to get this one uh shot out here we got some afternoon meetings here we got going on but uh my college basketball afternoon board report i'll have that shot out for you here uh should be a pretty easy one we got a small board here today so uh, we'll have that out for you guys then while you're reading that you might as well subscribe and get ready for saturday's drop my ufc pick and fight breakdown uh, blog. I will have picks. I'll have props. Any fights that I don't have uh, plays out of, I will break those down as to why, what I see happening, what I see potentially not happening, all that stuff in between. I am so excited to get back in the UFC blog for you guys. Haven't done it for three weeks, so I cannot wait. Uh, get ready for that drop in tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll probably set it for like 7 a.m. So all you fucking, uh, all you eight-sided circle fiends out there can uh, get it read early and get everything smashed in. Uh, no extra cheddar for our mags this week. Uh, Packers on the bye. He will be back live in primetime. Speaking of our blogs, he'll be back with that. Um, stay on the lookout for additional blogs, additional updates, everything there as well. Uh, Wise Words Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, shout out the legendary Bernie Fratto uh, was our guest of the week. He is and was just on uh, Jeff Dawson's show. Um, I, yeah, they finished it up. They finished it up before we go on our show. So, yeah. Check that out. Uh, you can find that on the Facebook, the YouTube, at uh, East Coast Sports Investors. Uh, check ours out, Wise Words uh, Pod, on our YouTube, uh, the Wise Words Podcast, or on your favorite uh, podcast directory. You find it, talkingline.com slash wise-words-podcast. Uh, see that one. Uh, we already got next week's guest locked down, uh, NBA expert, college basketball uh, connoisseur, messes around there a little bit, NFL guy. Uh, can't wait to talk with him. Totally different new perspective. Super psyched for this one. This should be an absolute blast. So another electric guest coming your way this week. We already got it taken care of. Season 2, episode number 7 of the Wise Words Pod. Uh, tune in to the afternoon rundown uh, coming up here shortly on East Coast Sports Investors' social media channels and their YouTube channel. Uh, the guy sitting to my left and your right on the screen, the legendary Riley R. Mags Magnuson, is joining our good friend Jeff Dawson. Uh, talk a little bit of college basketball, Big Ten, maybe a little bit of NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, they definitely won't be throwing any bows at each other, so uh, you can fucking uh, you can get a little bit better vibes there when it comes to hey, the Patriots knows? and Bills and uh, comes to the Rams and the Cardinals. Who knows? Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, ruffled, they're maybe I ruffled Jeff's feathers Ma a little maybe bit. They're, maybe they're completely opposing 
listening to. Who knows? Our, our good friend Jeff does live up there He's in the old very Connecticut. very respectful if he is yeah. opposing. <laughs> hey, we'll see. Hey, Jeff, give, give him hell, Jeff. Give him hell. Uh, outside of that, tune into there. Make sure you check that out. Uh, and stay tuned to everything East Coast Sports Investors and TTL. Might have some big announcements coming out soon. Who's to know? Who's to say? Who knows anything at this point in time? All I know is that we are uh, about just promised this next breath, and that's all I know outside of that. Uh, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. How about that, baby? A little bit of uh, Kung Fu Panda um, Panda knowledge for you there. How about that? There you go. There you have it. Way to end the show, way to end the weekend. Uh, There's all the additional content you need to be on the lookout for here through the weekend before we see you right back here on this show, episode number 203 on Monday, January the 17th, 2022 at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure, once again, you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content from myself or Mags. Outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, Degenerates, gamblers, NFL betters, TTL faithful, and everyone in between. Far and wide. For myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode 203 of the TTL pod and every episode that you decide to stop by. Thank you for your likes, your subscribes, your shares, your retweets, your comments. Everything in between, your follows, everything I'm forgetting to mention from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We see you, we see that, we appreciate you. It allows us to keep sending this TTL Sports Media rocket ship straight to the damn moon. And it's because of you that we can keep making our content bigger and better. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Outside of that. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific weekend filled with nothing but trips straight to the pay window. And last but certainly not least, make sure you check us out on the Action app, Chalkboard app, and TalkingTheLine.com slash today's dash best dash bets so you can say right side along with us at the end of every single show. Let's cash. Some tickets.